can they do it? I, I don't think so. I, I don't see I don't see the uh, Rovers having a chance to be mm. honest. Tesla East End and it's episode 112 and I'm Gary P and this is the Prof Gary Riley. Hello. So it is uh, possibly the the most anticipated show in a long time. People. Part, part two of our most anticipated show. Yeah, part two. FAI Cup winners edition number 25 finally after 32 years. Um, the reaction to last week's show Prof, it was great. Yeah, we had our Crumlin pals, Joey and P, go in. We were even used as quotes on the McDerrah, for a McDerrah Ferris piece. I saw that, you know, it was very Talatime-esque, the way he laid that out. Oh yeah, we, but, we officially made it. Yeah, with the interviews. This, is this the first time a Talatime sequel is a possibility? I think so, yeah. It's no longer terrible time. No. <laughs> Moderately better time. Before <laughs> <laughs> we just had a Lens of Senior Cope to talk about. But, uh... Yeah, that was gas during, like, when we put up the picture of uh, Joey Pigo and Gary O'Neill, some people started getting the feels before they even heard the episode. Ah, you would do as well, though. I mean, three three instrumental players that were involved in the cup final win, so... Yeah, you had Joey who took a I think pen. they were shocked more than anything that we could actually get a hold of them. Yeah, you had Joey who took one of the penalties and, like, was brilliant on the day. Pigo, man the match award, Gary who scored the main penalty. And... People noticed the white horse on the wall, which we didn't. Which was absolutely on um, purpose, Gary. <laughs> uh, Joey stuck knows, that up. Didn't he? he doesn't miss a beat, does he? We d- we did not notice that on the wall until Joey pointed it out. Just randomly, it really yeah. added to the photograph, didn't it? Really did. Joey um, described by uh, Dan McDonald as spiky but very likable. Spiky but very likable. That is yeah. actually quite. Yeah, you could say that. Quite true, because yeah. he chose the odd jab, doesn't he? <laughs> chose the odd jab. I was watching a few clips earlier, and uh, you know all these FBI TV angles that they had? Especially, yeah. Especially during the penalty shootout and afterwards. And right after the winning penalty goes in, just cuffs to Joey and Grace. I saw that. There was like a, a, two lovers embracing yeah. themselves. <laughs> Joey's in a man hug. Yeah. Bear and then they just looked into each other's eyes lovingly. I thought they were going to just yeah. wear the head off each other. I think that said a lot. Though. They must be very close. Though, so. I, I think one of them didn't watch the penalties. Possibly Grace. Because one was facing the opposite way. One was facing ah. the Dundalk. Uh, the Dundalk and I think it could have been Grace. He might have even watched the penalties. A few Roberts fans were the same. <laughs> Some people turned their back. Yeah, uh, Tomo. My brother Tomo. He, he, he didn't watch them. Was too much for some. Too intense. Yeah, no, he didn't watch any of them. Uh, I I enjoyed it though I, I kind of enjoy that type of pain you know you just kind of <laughs> cat and iron tails yeah that's it your own back. Van Alton just whipping yourself for a couple of couple of minutes Um, yeah so we're going to go through the 25th cup in more detail on this show so the win 
finally, finally done a profit. We'll talk about our emotions in a while. We'll get started with uh, the build-up and the Chris Shield suspension and the reaction from Dundalk. I thought um, was a bit petty because they had like a couple of their fans had like this free Shields campaign and stuff like that. Like that. No, like why would they rescind the yellow? Why would they make special allowances? No, I know it's the FAI, but why would why would they make special allowances for them? It's a ban. Was it applies it? to absolutely everybody else in the league just because it's a cup final and done dark. Why why would they try and get it over? Why, fair enough, try and get it overturned, but why would they overturn it? Was it because one of the yellows came in the President's Cup? Was, was that their gripe? Pretty possible, but if that's the case, then. It's a competitive game. Yeah, it's a competitive game. Yeah, simple. Simple as that. Nothing I mean, else to it. If you, I think if a player got sent off in the President's Cup, he would have missed the opening day of the season. So yeah, exactly. Rules are rules. But uh, James Lowe said this about the suspension. He said, Hundreds of thousands of euros spent on gyms, video analysis rooms, training camps, opposition analysis to Azerbaijan and elsewhere. But they somehow failed to count how many yellow cards one of their best players had. That is a boo-boo. It's a major one. But did they? And they just threw him in anyway and thought, ah, he'd be grand. Thinking Chris Shields won't get a yellow. Either way, it was a amateur hour mm. in Oriel Park. I love that it was all of their own doing. All of their own doing. Makers of their own downfall. Yeah. It's fantastic. You love to see it. Bit of a fallout too. Their CEO resigned. Yeah, that's three and three now, isn't it? Three and three years. Is that your man that used to interview people in Sky Sports? Oh, like a uh, Burton? Yeah, is that him? Name? Mark Burton, something like that? I think it was him, yeah. Well, poor old Lazarus suspended. It was a good stat, actually, that they'd lost four games this season and Shields was missing for three of them. Yeah, so they are a different animal underneath him, let's be honest. Like, he does drive them on. And um, we had our own bit of injury news with Cavo, who shook a knockoff after the court game. Goalkeeper Keane Clark was on the bench because Leon Pauls hurt his wrist. And Dylan Watts was struggling, so he wasn't involved. So um, our bench... A couple of a couple of players there, and what could have been a decent one to spring off the bench, but I don't think you, I don't think it would have ever happened. To be honest, had a bit of an indifferent season. Yeah, so we had the same eleven as Cork. That kind of what we expected to be the back three. Uh, the fact that we no longer needed to contend with Shields. I wonder did that have any influence on the Gary O'Neill Bulger close call? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Do you think so? I wouldn't say so. I'd say Brad's is the type of guy that deals with his own team forced and. Mm. Obviously, he has opposition opposition analysis, but I'd say he decided this is how we're going to play. We're not going to deal with them; they're going to deal with us. I think that's how it ultimately worked out on the day. I think so. They they were missing McElhaney as well. He was injured. Jack Burns, former Oldham teammate. So uh, Sean Hoare moved into midfield in the Shields role, and uh, Garland started, which surprised people because it was assumed that Boyle would get the nod. Yeah, I thought that myself. Apparently, Boyle is struggling really badly. So, mm. um. That's that's a that's a big wage there for a, on a big contract. Our head to head was brought up quite a few times by people. The fact that we'd only one win and eleven meetings and three defeats and a draw this season, but really so as well. I mean, that's what's going to happen if you come in a cup final. You have to bring mm-hmm. up form. Well, everyone did point out those games were close. There was nothing in them. But we still lost how many of them? <laughs> yeah, fourteen. <laughs> Peter Fitzpatrick called it. I think it was, was it in our interview for the strikers nominations. He said. We always beat the dock once every season. Yeah, and then we did it when it mattered. Yeah. We had lots of interviews in the lead up to this one. Jack Pico, Greener, there was loads that were just coming out of woodwork. I think Joey yeah. as well. Joey said he wanted to drag the team to, the, to this title. Um, and that he did. There was, there was a few, and it was really good reading as well. Yeah. Like Pico was the man of the hour for a while. Yeah. 
there was one with Greener where he, uh, he revealed that it was his 10 year old son who told him beforehand if we'd won a daily mount to hoist up the corner flag so we have him to thank yeah definitely fantastic young Greener great suggestion and uh, like just, just the lead up to the whole everything seemed right I didn't even know we stayed in Carlton House till after but everything seemed right as regards to preparation mentality everything just everything got nailed on and then when I saw them in the suits I thought I just thought this is all being done properly jeez it's, those suits were nice yeah the, the green toy was, was Me the, just made it yeah Um, I, I genuinely just loved the whole build up the whole lead up everything ticked every every box was ticked and it just felt right and um, yeah it was just the way it was what do you think yeah I agree I mean, uh, the, we we've had a few players on now who were who played under that Liam Buckley era, and to talk about how the preparations were all wrong for that final two thousand two. Walking like getting the, yeah. the separate cars up and not wearing track suits, like it was just yeah. totally, totally unprofessional. And in fairness to Brad, they said that they were treating it, and the players were treating it like an, an, another game, but not to that that extent they they, they did yeah. just do their usual thing not now the ordinary they went trained they stayed in Carlton House they, they did their usual thing but it just worked this time and as Joey mentioned on the show uh, last week there was a great video prepared for them with messages from their family and yeah, friends it's supposed, so. it's supposed to be really really emotional yeah I mean like that type of thing as well that adds all yeah. into it like that was all part of the mentality and it was all done right I mean they think of the amount of effort and time preparation put into the lead up to this game and to get all this right and the t- even even the timing of that video alone it all worked out it all worked out yeah you can talk about preparing and training the same way I, I do believe that to an extent but then you get these little things that give you an edge mm. like that video and uh, did you see the the minute by minute schedule printed out in the I think it was the, the program or was it no it was the schedule that they gave to the clubs yeah. that they were supposed to run by and the match was supposed to end at 17-24 <laughs> that was only was, copped afterwards so it was a it was an omen it was destiny ah, it really even, was. even the 93rd minute equaliser couldn't stop destiny probably only Drogheda and Derry the only clubs who who didn't want uh, Dundalk to win the cup yeah um, and you know Derry obviously to maintain their stat of only team to win the league FAI Cup and League Cup their clean sweep in 1989 but uh, there was obviously a lot of talk about how we prevented Dundalk's treble yeah but it was more than just that uh, they've now still never retained the FAI Cup and really? that's a great sir. and we are still the only club to retain a double oh yes only Rovers have won consecutive doubles so we prevented quite a lot of things here yeah people don't talk about it because they're not statos like the prof We'll have to start circulating these stats. It was like Christmas morning, though, wasn't it? Waking up on the Sunday morning. Well, if Christmas morning means you wake up horrendously fucking... Uh, oh, sorry, I thought you meant the Monday. I was going to say horrendously... <laughs> no, that was Sunday morning. That's yeah. Stephen's day you're thinking of. Yeah, um, it was. Do you know what? It was It was just... I, I had everything sorted out early. Like, kids went to bed early. I even went to bed early. It, it was All the clothes were laid out. I wanted everything done perfectly. So we were up early, into Peachtree's for breakfast, over to the Abbo early, and then the buses with three big fucking double-deckers, all ready to go. And um, apologies for anyone who was on the one that broke down. I think... 
And it took the scenic route. Yeah, well, that we'll talk about that in a while. Uh, the, on the way in, I'd say the Larry bus, the Larry double-decker bus, they seat 76, must have been about 140 on it. <laughs> Nearly went into the Liffey. It, it was a sight to see. Uh, we were on the family one, that was grand. And then the other one, that was you, Prof. So it was all, it was like we broke down just as we got into Ring's End, so it wasn't that much of a problem. Oh, well, then. As long as it only breaks down just when you're in the ring zone. <laughs> so there was only about a 10 minute walk if people decided that. Plus Alex came and then scooped us up for the rest of us. I didn't even know he was driving until I got out the bus. I was like, oh, there's Alex. <laughs> oh, there's Alex, yeah. He's the most reliable one out of the lot. He um, wasn't driving everyone on the way back. I'm going to talk about that later. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so that was the buses. All successful. Straight in and then uh, parked outside St. Patrick's Church. Well, the buses that made it there. And it was a sight to see when you got there. But I wasn't I couldn't believe it. The place was absolutely jammed, the and that was size that was of this crowd. One o'clock ish, like I mean, that was huge. It felt like a European game. Yeah, we just took over rings in. Took over the flats, absolutely insane. So you're like you're walking around. It's couldn't get a point. Just about got cans. You're walking around. You're ta- you're seeing everybody you know, people you haven't seen yeah. in years. There so was- many familiar faces. It's great to see them. Uh, the only downside, I suppose, was the team bus wasn't allowed come true rings end yeah imagine um, like a mi- yeah. I don't know why is it that was it that big of a problem mm, what's the what's the guarantee you decided anyway but uh, but um yeah so like like I said it was a carnival atmosphere there was like you couldn't <coughs> get a drink the horse is just there for everybody to see everybody's taking photos there's flares going off there's there's, there's oh, everything that video was it Kieran Stafford posted it was Ben Stafford I think it was his dad Ben Stafford from, oh, from an aerial view if that doesn't give you goosebumps there's something around you it was outrageous best video ever Jeez. seriously because the Aaron McInef song is just bellowing out there's a massive crowd of people everybody starts walking it's just if you haven't seen it we've retweeted it everybody, I think every Orwell fans retweeted it at this stage yeah absolutely brilliant well have you met a couple of overseas hoops yeah you know I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff so uh, bear with me uh, so you got Tahoop in John Clark's pub. Right. Thanks for the point. Uh, I know the forum kind of gets ridiculed because there's not a whole lot of po- <coughs> not a whole lot of posters on it. But the passion from him for three seasons and three seasons now, it's infectious. Yeah. And I just I love his posts. Not just because he compliments the podcast. I just genuinely love his posts. But uh, he was a bag of nerves that day. Very soon I could tell. Uh, Alabama Rover as well. Saw him outside. Met Cousins Dozens during the march. Big grin on his face. Cousins Dozens. Home yeah. from, over from Oldham. Uh, met someone I believe for the first time. Sorry if I have I've met you before, but Declan Fox said he loves the podcast. I don't think you've met Declan, but yeah. no, I don't think you forget him either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, him I want them chicken wings back, by the way. Him <laughs> and his bird, he says, they only have one set of headphones and they listen to the podcast every week in Melbourne. He <laughs> <laughs> only one set of headphones. Yeah. They bond over our dulcet tones. Yeah. Some of our... Proper our, backpacker, that, isn't it? Yeah. Some of our expats could make it, unfortunately. you got Fielder and Stee in Australia. Uh, Deccan Swanton, who who makes the stats graphics for me, he was stuck in Germany. See my stats made a returner? No, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Your graphics? Yep. I'll tell you what. There you go. The boom is back, baby. <laughs> uh, I didn't meet this gentleman now, but Glenn Malore on the Ultras Farm, he said that... Well, obviously he didn't mean it because he was in New York, but he 
said he was running the New York Marathon at the exact time the game was on. What a head case. So he had his missus call out updates to him from the sidelines as he was <laughs> running. <laughs> oh no! Oh no, the equalised! <laughs> Gary Nell scored! One cup! <laughs> and one last side note, Gareth. Thomas Davis had a Dublin County final on the same day. Sometime. Tell us the result, Prof. Uh, sadly, they were beaten. Beaten on the day. Beaten. Oh, unfortunate. I'm sure they would uh, like people to go to that instead of the cup final, but... Yeah. Never surrender. No. Um. Uh. Yeah. Loads of loads of overseas hoops. Great to see them. And then as the march started, like it, it was like I was just like I said, I was back in airs all day as well, and you just couldn't couldn't relax. Like besides, like plus I was trying to deal with Aussie Nate dousing, dousing me child and beer. That was there was a, just a moment where the can dropped. Oh, I saw that. Fell out of his pocket, and it exploded. <laughs> And she's just sitting there, soaked in Pratsky. And she's just crying her eyes out. And he's like, oh, darling, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, darling. Oh, and, then, and then as he had a kind of, he had, a, he had a, like a Guinness in his hand and he was just trying to make amends. And somehow the Guinness ended up all over him. So it was just karma. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. They just did a flip and ended up all over. And I wasn't even, uh, she didn't oh. even mean it. Yeah, Pratsky covered child. So, so obviously everybody saw the horse. It was it was fantastic. Stallion. Uh, I saw Mark Eaton afterwards and said to him, a proper horse this time. What did he say? Yeah. Mary. I think he said I told you. Yeah, so. But, uh, yeah, Maggie was her name. Gorgeous, gorgeous team. Absolutely stunning. And I tell yeah. you what, well-mannered animal because it, I mean, that's a massive, massive crowd. Could have just bolted, you know? Yeah. I think... So I think it was a special feeling I think when we crossed the bridge oh. and you can see the stadium in the distance like and you look around what and a feeling. it is jammed like beyond belief a uh, big shout out to Connor Foley for walking into a car as well a park car yeah a park car and the thing is I'd, I'd be daughter on my shoulder and she's like Connor there's a car still didn't <laughs> still didn't even he went straight into it it was, like a, it was like a hardcore wrestling match and he went through the bonnet. Someone I think it was was Bucket was describing to me uh, Connor Foley's range of emotions in the last few minutes of normal time. So it was just tears when we scored the penalty and then the equalise and the tears just continuing to tears yeah, of sadness. Yeah. And he got attacked by a smoke bomb as well. He held it too close to him. He was the Incredible Hulk for about an hour. He was green. Yeah. He was literally green for about an hour until he got the stuff off his face and his Pretty head. burned off some of his hair. <laughs> yeah, it did. It scorched, scorched his scalp. Um, you shouldn't laugh. Yeah. They're very dangerous. Public, <laughs> public service announcement. Yeah, so uh, all in all, that was the Pride of Rings End who organised it and it was, it was brilliant. Just, like, it just went, we all come together in these situations. That's what I love about it. So we have Ed Saw now from the Pride of Rings End and he sent us a little message. Hi Gary, hi Prof, uh, look lads, yeah, I'd say your, podca- your podcast this week is going to be amazing, I, I can't wait to, to hear it. Um, if I could just mention uh, a special, sincere thank you to, to all Rovers fans who came to Rings End on Sunday f- for the game. Unbelievable memories made, people were there from early, um, we, we had bunting up around the, the village, 
but not only that we put a lot of groundwork in in the weeks previous uh, to the to the cup final we we, we held monthly weekly meetings with our members and um, took time off work some of the lads to go to to go to meetings with the Gardy and um Shamrock Rovers FC and the Aviva and stuff but uh yeah there's so many people people to thank and everybody who contributed on the day financially and um, as i said we're a, we're a non-profit Rovers organization and uh everything that comes back into air club ends up going back into rovers either way so yeah we we made a nice few quid for for our club uh all the people who sponsored us on the day was well we, we can't thank you enough and looking back there must have been absolutely thousands um marching over rings and bridge with with the horse it was special special um moments and when you look back on the videos now when you see them you realize the scale of of what we actually uh, what we actually did on the day um everybody had a special day and yeah the march to the aviva with the white horse oh class lads absolutely class and um the day in itself i, I didn't enjoy the game I'm, I'm gonna be honest i was a nervous record I, I didn't enjoy it i couldn't relax but when we finally got over that line ah oh, it's it's still absolutely buzzing uh this week and uh, it'll take a long time to uh, to come down over what we achieved, and that's the monkey off off our back now. And we can relax now for the next few years. And um, even if we get to another cup final again, it's we'd be able to relax because we finally uh, we finally done a fair play to the to the players um, and the management team. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, massive thanks again to all Rover supporters for coming to Rings End. Uh, it's much appreciated, and uh, we love you all. K-O-H. Yeah, so that was Ed, a uh, great football man and proper hoop. So d- delighted from to send in a thanks to everybody and just to rally the troops again. Yeah, from speaking to him and Joe's now, it sounds like an awful lot of prep went into that. I'd say well, there's an awful lot of going back and forth with people just to c- make sure they're holding up their end as well. Like mm. the likes of the police and the pubs and the council and things like that, just to make sure that nothing fucking nothing untowards happens, you know. Mm. You know what it's like trying to organize, even even like they're trying to organize a five side, like prof. You know, it's yeah, <laughs> very easy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So, um, a oh, massive thank you to Pride of Rings End for the, for what they did. Brilliant stuff. So, uh, singing section, prof. I was one one six, one one five, one one five, and you were one one six. But you just end up meeting in the middle, like you weren't allowed in. If you had one one six and you were going to to one one five, they wouldn't let you in. But you could just meet in the middle when you get in there, like. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we just met in the middle, and um, can I add uh, Vubazeda's to the list of hatred? Oh my because god! Because Camarton boys were driving me nuts on Jay the way in. Got in on that. Abby, you got Maya got in on that. It was horrendous, and these things weren't even like I, I could take a Vubazeda because that's 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 like baritone and it's bassy. These were like high pitched squeals. <laughs> these things were horrendous. They were like the Vubazeda's gamey sister. Like it was just. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrendous but uh, we met in the middle of the sing section and we were underneath the stand and uh, oh, we could see all the flags just yeah. in front of us the singing section just to the right everybody you knew it was just uh, the shit was shit was real then it was real sometimes you forget you have a whole like stand above you of another like few hundred crazy hoops yeah yeah it just it was real then I was like right there's no turning back here um, what do you think of the players coming out there in the Metallica Strange. Every I found it strange. Uh, I found it strange because I was sitting there. I was like, "Why is Metallica playing?" 
And then when I was watching the back, I was like, this is actually quite strange that Metallica is playing. Is, when I watched the back, relevant? When I watched the back, it felt strange. But actually, at the time, it kind of... I wouldn't say got me into the mood. It was in the mood anyway. But... A little bit of metal, you did, know? Did no harm. No, it was, it was a strange one, though, wasn't it? I, I'd rather that than some of the other, other rubbish you hear, like like what the Seven Nation Army. And or uh, Black Eyed Peas. Song 2 is a bit cliche at this point as well. Stuff, stuff like that, like... So the uh, ultras display. The ultras display, right? There's probably we should just skip this because there's no words. <laughs> you can't describe it properly because every angle, every photo, every every experience that I can remember with this is. I won't be. I'll never be able to put it into words. You have to be able to see it. It was unbelievable. Like I still have all the flags at home. Like it's it's just very very hard to describe it. How much effort and. Like went into this, like it was absolutely stunning. Like if you if you look at the photos and the videos of that, it's on par with any top European ultras. Like it's absolutely abs- you, that could pop up on on Twitter or, or and you'd Facebook, go, and you'd be like, it's like fuck? it's like oh yeah, that's that's your typical Dartmouth display or yeah. something. Like fucking block six or whatever. It's the biggest display ever seen on this island. Hundred percent. It's, it won't, I don't think it'll be topped either and then you Dundalk down the other end with a lot of crayons and a bed sheet like <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable display and big shout out to like like to Matty and Jay Thomas and the Elephant Man and all the lads Carl Seal uh, like oh I'm sorry if I'm not just not top of the heads and who I'm mentioning yeah. like yeah you had your legends you had Pat Byrne Jim McLaughlin Peter Eccles holding the trophies Unbelievable display, it really was. Legends are born on Ring's End. Like it's yeah. just, it, like I said, gave it a feels. And um, yeah, the Manus controversy. This is a non-event. I didn't even notice at the time. And when I found out, it was the Monday. Yeah, it was a Monday in Abo off Ray Whelan actually. Ray Whelan told me about it, and I was just like, Ugh. is that a thing? Like I, I Belfast did, Telegraph made it. I had seen they? a couple of people talk about it on Twitter. And I just figured, oh, just a couple of morons. I didn't realise so many people were talking about it. Oh, and, the knuckle-draggers uh, were out in force anyway. I think a lot of it was just cheap shots to try and take away from what we achieved that day. Because Obviously, it's, it's, what else is it going to be? It's, it's so like, irrelevant. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, he, he explained it very well. He and said, it just it hit the nail on the head, didn't it? Yeah. And it just, it just it, it was typical Al to be just so shy and just think oh this like I'm not Irish what do I do now I'll just turn away it was just one of those things where it wasn't him saying well I'm Irish I'm not Irish so I'm turning away from this flag it wasn't how how can you disrespect something by not doing anything yeah he literally didn't do anything well he didn't and he didn't do what the rest of them were doing so he kind of did turn away from it. it it was seen as a as a disrespectful gesture with, which I think if you know the guy you know he's not that type of person mm. So is there, it, I'm, I'm pretty much done with it now. Is like this a relatively new thing, just having to face the flag? I can't remember if they did it in 2010. It's not, it's not protocol, though. You're not played, told to do it. He played in 2010, so I have no memory of what happened yeah. there. No, I don't think so. And and if you want to be pedantic, you can talk about none of our players actually singing it and own awards. Yeah, that was a good point. But um, why, why is a club side being asked to face the flag of the country they're playing in? Yeah. I don't know. It could is, be full of it, all different nationalities. Uh, but already asked to face the flag, though. Maybe it was just the players that all decided, okay, we face the flag. This is what we do. And I was just like, oh, shit. I actually don't know. But either way, it's done and dusted and done. Finish with it. It's, Non-event. 
It, but it was not an event, but it did make me very sad to hear the next day that he was feeling very down. Well, did you see him once in the celebrations? After the, after the Didn't win. see him once. No, I know he's a private guy and he doesn't really get involved. Oh, you mean in the Abbo and yeah. turn you in? No. Didn't see him. And I but, uh, reckon that was it. As he said himself, he should have been feeling at the top of the world. Yep. He felt, said he was feeling down about this. So that made me really sad that that, that happened. And he's sitting at home having to write a statement instead of enjoying it. Yeah. But uh, all, all the Rollers fans remember from is that save in extra time. Oh, that Penno save. He's a hero to all of us. Not one Rollers fan has even remotely criticised him for this. Yeah. From well, all different political backgrounds. We're all behind him. But if... Oh no, let's say the shoe was on the other foot. Except my post, he probably hates it. And he was he was at the dark. Would we be saying the same thing? Ah, that's for another day. But um, the atmosphere, prof, electric, electric. Yeah, absolutely electric, and a joy to be in that crowd. To Tur- say oh, I was there, you know, thirty-three thousand, second highest attendance for a cup final in fifty years. Easily twenty thousand rovers. The rest. Just like I mean, Dundalk's attendance was poor. Even with all the crayons and bed sheets that they brought, very very disappointing. They couldn't fill their end. It's a provincial town, you know. You should be able to get everybody out, but listen, they're just not that big of a club. So you said low thirties, and you said Roberts to win on penalties. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring it up. Your predictions were bang on. Waiting for you to bring it up. And I must Love say as well, how blessed were we, were we with the weather? Because oh, man. it was lashing rain on Saturday. Horrendous. The day before it was disgusting. It was lashing rain on Monday. Mm-hmm. And no rain at all the game. Yeah. It was a bit shitty, but you hardly noticed because you were too wrapped up in the no, game. Like I said, everything just fell into place. Everything. Yeah. Everything was done. Everything was right. And the yeah, place was electric. Absolutely electric. But I couldn't. I barely joined in because just engrossed in the game and. Yeah. the kids there and all, our pals are around us and you're having little chats here and there during the game you you just yeah, I couldn't do it and I was sober as well that's the thing I didn't have a drink until that night so well I had a can yeah. or two but that doesn't count so um, the Mackinac song was belted out many a time yeah you could hear the very it's uh, our atmosphere grower isn't it yeah yeah I was watching the game back on TV just hearing patches of the game just hear it from the sales stand, you just hear that song just start. And the smog as well. We didn't talk about that. The actually, actually missed about ten minutes of the game <laughs> because the display was that good. Because yeah. I think every so often, I think Gar Brennan was to my right, and I was like, "Right, Gar, what's going on? Smoke's clear in the new area. Just keep me updated." So, <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Really was. Apparently, viewers complained. Let them fuck in that they oh, couldn't man. see the game oh yeah oh, we'll fix that lads hold on we'll get the joint fan out it, it, on TV it cleared in about a minute so yeah so the, that was the that was the singing section of the atmosphere but a minute and a half in like we said it was really hard to see but the first thing that's the, it set the tone for me was um, Joey absolutely clattering down Massey and, and you said this to him last minutes, week yeah I was like this set the tone like it really did he clattered him and kept the ball and then we started an attack I was like this is it this is ours we are going to grab this by the bollocks we're up for it yeah that was our Roy Keane Overmars moment yeah you know something Joey was everywhere in that first five minutes he was, everywhere he was up and down the pitch he was unreal he was <laughs> like a half a second half a minute after he did that like he was setting up a chance Unbelievable. So on 
so we started well first five minutes seven minutes uh, they had their first chance ball was put in behind for Murray and he shot wide but from that point we started to enjoy a nice spell of possession we were playing some lovely short passing yeah really was and they were struggling they were struggling to deal with us and Jack Jack just wanted it Jack was running the show in the middle of the park they could not get the ball off him. he is just like a little rabbit jumping around in the headlights and you just can't yeah. like you just I love the way he shields the ball and you can't knock him off him. you can't get it off his him. head is down but he, he's, he's about to pick up the perfect pass anyway his turn of pace is outrageous see how many times he put it in over the, over like I mean those cracking balls he puts in over a fullback's head or, or just they're inch perfect anyone else trying them they're not coming off and then on 12 minutes or 13 minutes we'd uh, Greener the running shot and I'm looking at Greener thinking this guy is confident He's running and he's running, he's running now. He's dragged him yeah. wide, but it was just good to see. It was like, right, Greener, he's up for this. He's up for this. We're going to do this. Perfect way in that ball from Jack. Yeah. yeah. And lovely, lovely first touch from Greener. It was great. And then uh, a minute later. Well, that's, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where he took it down and dragged it wide, yeah. That was, uh, that was the ball I was talking about initially. Yeah. Like, he just put it on his foot over his, a defender's head. Like, that's... That's a skill and a half. That's my favourite pass in football. Not any players have the it. Like diagonal sort of clip. The inch perfect that just drops and yeah. the defender is is flailing trying to get it because they make the attempt and they can't get it <laughs> and then the striker is in because he's he's done him. But it was a uh, I wouldn't even say dragged wide. That was that was really close. Mm. Um, 14 minutes in the Finn flick chance this was a free for all we had them on the ropes and we yeah. Greener how good was Greener closing down the, uh, ah the fluffer, what's his name? Cleary. Cleary. He's being a menace as usual. A menace, just he just couldn't deal with him. And in he, this case, it was Cleary, but all game it was Garland. Yeah. He was tormenting. Garland. Yeah, and he dispossessed Cleary, yeah. and then he he squared it. And I mean, Finner Finner was inches away, literally inches away. He yeah. got a flick on it. I didn't realize how close that was at the time. I think he was being a little bit but, too uh, cute. Well, it was played behind them, so he had to kind of do something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So he tried to flick it in. So at this stage and beyond, we were pressing them really well. Like yeah. They couldn't get out of their own half. Jack, once again, Jack in the middle, was uh, he was instigating everything and he was dropping. Mm. Like I was saying to the guy, Brennan actually beside me, I was saying, see where Jack's playing for the first 18, 20 minutes? I said, that's where he needs to be in the 10 roll, just behind the striker. But then for the next 15 minutes or so, he was really deep, collecting the ball in our own half and then instigating play as well. Yeah. So it was one of the best performances I've seen from Jack. Let's not forget that as well. Definitely, he was playing a bit deeper, wasn't he? He was. He was deeper. First few minutes, first 20 minutes, he was really up in the 10. But then he dropped deep and he got the ball mm. and he was running the show. Just stroking it around, taking it back, looking for looking to pick out plays and passes. I don't think mm. he would have been able to do that with Shields in the team. Yeah. Shields would have been up his arse. Like, I thought Hoare was terrible. Overall, like he couldn't pass 10 yards. I thought he had a really, really poor game. He's a centre-back. How yeah. can he play that, That's it. that Shields role? He couldn't do it. He, can't, he, he couldn't pass water on the day. So I think it's a close call between, for, this is my opinion now, for, between Byrne and Finn from the man of the match. I thought Finn was involved in so Finn much. Finn was unbelievable for a player playing out position, out, on, out wide, and he kept trying to go at his man. He kept trying to go at Massey as yeah. a winger. It was brilliant. He was actually yeah. wide. Gary O'Neill, for me, was absolutely stunning. He just... I know this sounds crazy, but he had that kind of Pirlo-esque hmm. technique about him where he can just stroke a ball around. And at one stage, I think maybe the 60 or 70 minute, he he took out three players with a torn and just held on to possession. It's just hmm. that intelligent, t- 
technical footballer that every football every team needs and he's just well he can get stuck in he reads the game well an intelligent player like that is is priceless that tactic worked well just having him sit there how many times did this happen in the match where Dundalk would try and find Duffy or Holborn yeah and then we'd win the ball and it, and it would fall to Gary O'Neill and they would rush him with two or three players mm. and you'd think oh danger here and not just calmly, on to it. just calmly finds a teammate and away we go. That's what I loved about like he was under pressure so many times and he was able to he was able to evade them every time and just stroke a ball around. Like the way he can pass a ball and even the way he stroked mm. his penalty home, it's just so confident and classy. Like he's yeah. just a he's a classy midfielder. Well, I think Joey wins the award for me for mo- for coolest penal. Ah. He looked like he was playing in a preseason friendly at Talca. When he stepped up, I don't know who said it, I was just talking to fucking everybody. You see his face go. <sighs> He knew, he's just gonna say, give me give me that. That's what I'd say, that's what he said, give me that. Yeah. So you had the usual suspects playing well, but I want to give a mention to Berkey actually. Berkey, yeah, so he went under the radar. We actually didn't speak about him at all and he was he, he was excellent, wasn't he? This is his best game since he came back. Yeah. And he saved and it for the final. He worked hard for the team. There was some selfish stuff. You're, well, you're, Borky, you're, you're going to get that from Berkey like Jack has it as well though. Jack yeah. does the same thing the only reason we're differentiating between the two of them is because Jack's selfish things are passes whereas Borky's mm. selfish moments are blazers from 40 yards when he should be passing yeah. it you know what I mean that's why we don't associate Jack as being as like, as making kind of city decisions like that yeah. but he yeah. was excellent wasn't he it was Berkey's pass that slipped in green for the penal as well so never that, penal that, by the way massive contribution well obviously not <laughs> Never a corner either. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even a corner. <laughs> brilliant so, stuff. Brilliant stuff. We're up to 38 minutes. Now. 38 minutes with Manus saving from Garland's header from a corner. So, like, Big Al was on game here. He was on point. He he had his fucking ready break. He had a lot. Good stop here. Although Cavo on the line, he had it covered anyway. Yeah, no, Cavo yeah. did. Cavo definitely had it done. And. Um, so they were they were threatening from set pieces here. So the next one you brought the to dreaded forty five minutes. Prof, you know how much I hate any sort of defensive play at, at forty five minutes because it's just the worst time to concede, best time to score, worst time to concede. Going into the half, and I thought it went in. It was a, it was whipped in. Whoever was whipping balls in for them was good. Was it Murray? That's, that was Murray's free. Murray, he was yeah. looking dangerous from set pieces, and here this this is a, this is an open goal. You should be scoring that. He was under a bit of pressure. He, yeah, I to a certain extent. At first, I thought it was a free header. But, but you hit the target with the, with those like that's a free header and a good mm. connection. Mm. You know what I mean? If you, if you look back at Dundalk's three or four best chances of the game, all set pieces. Every time, uh, well, there was one for Murray as well, wasn't there? Every time they got the shot off, they just had enough pressure applied to them that they couldn't get a clean shot. Yeah, yeah, all. yeah. We were on point, weren't we? So the dock finished the half a bit stronger, but we looked comfortable all the time. Like the whole forty-five minutes. Scarlett's a half time. We went in and we were happy. Yeah. We were happy. We were thinking, "Geez, we can do this. This is great." And my my big problem was thinking that can we can we can we maintain this level of of pressing and performance? And when we came out, we certainly did. And only once in the whole first half, Duffy had a chance to run at Joey. Like that's pretty good. The supposed league's best player, or, yeah. is, that, or is that Jamie McGrath? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised how much we shackled <laughs> Jamie McGrath. I'm surprised how much we shackled him because every time we got it, we doubled up on him. And this is what we were talking about. This is this was a stroke of genius from Bradza because if let's let's say if if we did play four four 
one one or whatever it is, you're gonna have it's say he was attacking our fullback. We don't have that extra bit of security there that we do with three centre halves. So you have your three centre halves and Pico, Joey and Grace, and then you've got your fullback who was if you want to call him a fullback, which was Finn, and then you've got Cavo on the left. So when Duffy was gone at um at Finn you'd have that extra little bit of security, the likes of Grace or Pico, who can step out, and then you've still got two centre-halves in behind them, and you've got the likes of a Gary O'Neill covering in as well, so our defensive strategy was fantastic. We shackled them, and we had extra men covering in on the ball, instead of having an extra man up top with like an extra striker or anything like that, so we sacrificed an attacking player to bring in the likes of a third centre-half or a centre-mid to cover in Duffy's cutting in, which is what you he was doing. You could see the shape change and when they had the ball. But brilliant. It was actually really a joy to see something flourish like that, like a system like that flourish. It was brilliant. So three minutes into the second half, this this was a brilliant break from us. You had McIniff took the ball off Holman's toes. I say big shout out to McIniff as well. I say Holman by the way. I refuse to say the other way. (laughs) So a lot of people's man the match McIniff went under the radar. Yeah, that's true. All the whole family were there. All my in laws were there, and they they were raging, raving about McIniff, best midfielder in the league. One. One of them said so. So this ball fell to Hoban like 10 yards from goal and he was just lining up a shot to bury it. McIniff takes it off his toes. Five seconds later, Graham Burke has received the ball from Jack Byrne and he has a chance on goal. He just, Jack just opens up the entire pitch with a crossfield ball. Yeah. It's that big pitch that we, we, can, we can strive on that. Like that big pitch suited us down to the ground. It really did. We could play our mm. expansive type of football, and we we actually we counted quite a lot in that game. I think we counted more in that yeah. game than we did all season. There was a lot of counter. Yeah, it was brilliant yeah. to see. You love to see it. And uh, uh, Sean Murray, great chance as well on fifty seven. So um, they were they, they had they had a few periods. They had a few pressure. This is what I was talking about. Like Joey got out to him, put the pressure on. Yeah. So it ended up being a very weak shot in the end. That man is saved comfortably. Uh, but this 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 should have been buried. Oh, absolutely! This is a one-on-one chance, and he side footed it into Alamanis's hands, pretty much. Like there was, a, it was a the, clear was, edge. It was a chance. That was that. the biggest heart in melt moment. Oh man! Because that was in front of the sales stand as well. So it was like we're all just like, oh yeah. Second, he was running towards. It, I was like, this is in. I said, and then when he didn't, I was like, you bury, you have to bury them in a cup final. You have to bury them. Very, very poor. And um, they brought on Dan Kelly in 61 minutes, four minutes later. So Bradley countered and putting on Neil Ferrugia replacing Cabinet seven minutes later. Now, did you notice, was he struggling? Did you think Cabinet was struggling? Because I asked him after the game, he said mm. he was okay. It wasn't that. I didn't think he was struggling too much, but the initial substitution, the initial, the first five, ten minutes, I thought Ferrugia could be done here because Kelly mm. was getting a bit of joy. Yeah, but it was he was his own downfall. Like he was getting he was getting up into our half, but is it his own technical ability kind of let him down at times? He's run the ball out of play and, and a couple of bad touches, but that bit of pace that changed their game. They he was their outlet then when he was brought on. Yeah, and uh, Ferruja came on and a little bit. The tactical bat- battle was fascinating, wasn't it? The whole game. Yeah, deadly. It was, it was who's counteracting who and who's doing yeah. what. The I thought. Um, I thought Ferrugia when he first came on he had a couple of dodgy touches but then you can see that this guy is going to be a player see him roasting Sean wow hook that clip to my veins just hook it all hook it to me 
Just every, every suppositories, uh, oral form. Give it to me. Just let me take it off. Like he, it was unbelievable, and he has like he he has that raw ability. His his touch and control is stunning. That the balls he was whipping in as well. That one for Finn. Ah, oh. excellent. Unbelievable. But uh, I think that's what I'm most excited about for next season. Oh, it's I big time. See, I want to see for Big time. Holding on to the squad that we have here. Hopefully hold on to Grace. Hold on to the car. We're trimming the fat as it is. Ah, oh, man. Farouja playing out wide every week. Give me that. Um, yeah, so the, the ball for Finn. Ah, oh, he was just on a plate, wasn't it? On a plate. Um... 69 minutes the McGrath great chance prof this has evaded me what one is this uh, I actually don't have a great memory of this one either but I think it was a good chance by honestly when McGrath I thought he was anonymous for a lot of the game hmm. little or nothing so it didn't do much but he's the best player in the league prof he is uh, they misspelled his name when they handed Jack Brown the PFA <laughs> award <It's a> shame. <laughs> um, and then 73 minutes Great chance when Finn slid in Bork and deflected over. I couldn't believe that. I noticed that this was a corner. The right foot shot. Yeah, this is the front that flicked over the, the keeper. Yeah, 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 it should have been a, like it was a great chance. It was one on one. That that was flicked over the keeper. Keeper got a flick on that. Yeah, yeah. Very very poor from the ref. Gave a goal kick. But that type of like those those chances that we created. Maybe Dundalk had one of those where they opened us up. I wouldn't even say we were opened up. And we opened them up quite a few times, and that was Borky's bread and butter on his right foot, though unfortunately. So he put it all all into power. Probably the best thing to do. I mean, he struck it really well for for a bad footed shot. So, um, and then near the, near the end, Rogers save from Bork. But uh, oh no, that's the one we were just talking about. So I'm thinking of something else here. The one for Bork. The one I the one I I just spoke about was the one we were going to go on to. Um. But then we have Borky again, instrumental prop in the penal. Like when, as Joey said, great move leading up to this penal. Excellent bit of football. Gary O'Neill was brilliant. Excellent bit of football. But you had like because we were so far away from it. Like everybody, like when it happened, it was surreal. I was just thinking, no, something, something's going to happen. <laughs> not happening. Something bad. I remember happen. you turning around saying, "Everyone, to calm down. Yeah, we haven't scored yet. Scar- jumping around like we're yeah. fucking celebrating like a goal. I'm like, please stop doing this. <laughs> fucking nerves can't handle it. Like we have to score the goal. You can't. Like it's fifty-fifty now. You know what I mean? And uh, there was no one else taking that penalty. Macanef. No. He he had that ball like a newborn underneath his arm. There's no chance anyone was taking it off him. And Pico said he was going to kill him. Ah, oh, oh, celebration, celebration, Eddie yeah. Kett. There's rules. There's rules to the game. The significance of this goal because like it's two minutes left. It feels like a winner. We haven't even scored a, an FEI Cup final goal and in 32 years. Never mind a win. So we're celebrating our first goal in three decades here. We think we've won the cup. Yeah. George Hamilton, by the way, the other one on the list of Hages. That's Fubazadas and George Hamilton on the list of Hages. What did he say? That's it, and that's the cup. McIniff scores a penalty. Yeah, he's like, and that's the cup. Yeah, and no- Nutsi was like, mm, gotta keep it tight. <laughs> <Jeez>. Putting the mockers. <laughs> and that's the cup. Yeah. Putting the mockers on us. And um, the scenes, probably, like I was saying to. drunkenly saying to people, I love football. Football, I love the emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I love emotions. Um, the, the emotions, the contrast and emotions that football provides, is there can't be anything else like it. It's stunning. 
Like, we went from elation, joy, just delirium, to utter, just hell. Most in people... minutes. Hell. Most people, when, like, we have players in Johnny Boo's, and we ask them, what's your best moment of football? What's your worst moment of football? Mine happened in the same day. My best moment of football and my worst moment. Yeah, great show. Probably for a lot of people, too. Huh? Like, I was just staring at my head and my hands after they went in. And I just thought to myself, they're going to roll over now. They're going to do a Dundalk. They're going to just two or three, one. And I just had my head and my hands. Could have been for the duration of, like, extra time. Or not, not, those um the break, after 90 minute break. To go yeah. into extra time. I'm just sitting there. And Abby's just, no, sorry, my daughter, Maya, she's five. She's just staring at me. She's like, what's wrong with him? She's really upset. And she kind of put her hand on my arm. She's like, D- D- Dad? <laughs> I just looked at her and gave her a hug. Like, I just, I didn't, like, she, I, she didn't understand that type of emotion for her. I don't think she's ever seen me that way. I so, was just slouched Raw, down. pure raw emotion. All she ever sees is Dad and he looks after things and then she yeah. sees sees Dad here in a fucking emotional wreck, nearly crying with his head and hands. Like, she just couldn't get it. I was just slouched down in my seat. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in the first 10 minutes of extra time. But uh, just another extra note on the celebrations. Gar Brennan says he'll remember two things. He'll remember some five-year-old kid looking up in awe at Aussie Nate. <laughs> this is actually after the game, sorry. But like he's sw- jo- swinging his shirt over his jaw. head. Yeah. jaw dropping. <laughs> Top is Aussie Nate swinging his shirt <laughs> over his head. And he says he'll remember me going bananas at this McAniff goal. Apparently, I was, I was a sight to see. I'd say so, yeah. By the way, this, this is Ozzy Nain's first time seeing a club win anything. Because his club uh, is, is an Aussie Rules. Yeah, the Egg Chasers. He's an Egg Chaser as well. Club back in Australia. Uh, they went decades without winning the trophy as well. So he's never seen a team win anything. Surely, he des- yeah. Ozzy Nain deserves one of those awards that the club give out. <laughs> yeah, special merit award. Fucking hell, man. Just for being a fucking madman. Just for buying into it and. <laughs> Diving head first into a game yeah. he had no idea about. Like it's like me and you going to the cricket in fucking some random country a million miles away and just fucking sucking it all up and being a cool fucker. Like it's just ten minutes into extra time. We jumped ahead here now, but we'll go back to the equaliser in a sec. But ten minutes into extra time. Do we have to go back to the equaliser? Unfortunately, yes. We're all exhausted. We're all drained. De- we're, we're devastated. There's very little noise in the stand. And then you just hear a mashed Aussie accent. And you just hear... Mixed emotions. Oh, we hate the duck. <laughs> and yeah, we yeah. hate the duck. And then he sings it all. And there's no reaction to it. He goes, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to try it, aren't you? <laughs> you got to try it, aren't you? I love the way he's so curt like that. <laughs> yeah, so shortly afterwards, we had Pico getting man of the match announced while the game was still going on. So, Prof, you uh, have a few choice words about this. I've always hated this. Like, what if Pico scored an own goal and got sent off an extra time? Yeah, which is possible. Or in the next four minutes that was remaining in the game. Absolutely hate this. Yeah. The man, the match awards before the game has ended. As for whether he earned it or not, he, he had a great game. Every time, because we were pressing them so much, they would sometimes go long. And every long ball to Hoban, it was like meat and drink to Pico, wasn't it? Ah, he, gobbling he, it he up. He was getting ahead of him. Gobbling it up. He was absolutely amazing. Yeah. But then he had Ronan Finn as well, who was doing a job, as they say, out on the right. And he was brilliant. 
He was brilliant. He was going down the wing like a proper winger. Oh, so much energy. So, so many good performances on the day. And like we said, in, the, in part one, it was very hard to kind of pick a man the match. I know I said Gary O'Neill was mine. And if it came down to it, we're all going to pick one because football is all about opinions. But it was very, very tough to pick one. They're all brilliant. Mm. Such a good performance from absolutely everybody. The Dundalk Democratic Horse said they did nothing spectacular. Nothing spectacular, yeah. They actually and mentioned the manest thing and the flag. In, in the ratings. In the match ratings. That, in the player ratings. That is disgraceful. Horrendous stuff. Horrendous. Hope they're never allowed in Tata again. Yeah, no. Hopefully they're barred. Fuck um, them. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> and then... Um, the dog to on Jordy Kelly and uh, good good sub to have like really good record good player I do rate him mm, and you got a few goals in the earlier rounds didn't yeah you? a few goals in the earlier round then we Duffy's equaliser can like I I genuinely thought we had this wrapped up I really did and I swear to God I think I I think I turned around to you or somebody and I was like there's no more than thirty seconds left here. Well, all think, we have to do is see it out. There's I think it was no, ten. There's no. I think it was. There's no more than thirty seconds left. All we have to do is see it out. Did we do a bad job of that? Should we have kept at the corner flag or something? Oh, I don't know. Bad job might be harsh. Maybe, like, I don't know. But either way, like there was some strike. Manus was kind of blindsided because there was a couple of players in front of him. It fell to Duffy and he struck it well and it was a great goal. It was a super goal. It was a super finish. Super strike and, and he did it again. You can't deny it. And then just the... And the, the shock. The, the death, shock, shock. deathly silence in yeah. their stand. Shock is an understatement. I'd say... Words, words are very hard to, to come by when it came to that emotion and the contrast of emotions from elation to just... <laughs> I just can't even call it. It was the, just so the upsetting. Ul- ultimate kick in the balls. Ultimate kick in the balls. Right in the nuts. A little bit of toe up your butt and everything there. The whole foot went flying. But the character we showed to to go through that and still come out with the cup. <laughs> and we were talking, I think we were talking with Joey, weren't we, last week? about yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. first five, ten minutes. How important was that? That was a really dangerous period. Huge. And you know what? They didn't really... Put it up to us as regards to the way I thought they would. I thought Dundalk were gonna come out flying, yeah. and it, they just didn't. They didn't do much for me. I thought we we took the game by the balls and we went for it. Watching the game back in the Abo on the Monday, I just looked up at the TV when the teams were sort of gathering and preparing for extra time, and the smiles on the Dundalk players' faces and the fans' faces. It was just a kind of yeah. a collective. Okay, we have this now. We have this, and we were thinking, "Oh, here we go." So it did seem all the momentum would go. Yeah, the dogs I, favor. I felt that way as well. Yeah. And then the mental preparation from our side as well was massive as well because you had Bradzer and Darren Dillon and Crown and McPhail and these guys as a collective mm. all came together and decided that we're going to make it a positive thing that it's extra time now. And they were like, "Okay, well, this is okay. We can work, we can work with this. This is good. Lovely. Let's let's get this yeah. thirty minutes out of the way." Some good stories came out yeah. about that. Joey, obviously, we heard what he said. As you said, Glenn Crown apparently was was uh, really positive. Yeah, and and that's the key to it. Like mental preparation is half the battle, and we won that battle. But Bulger coming on, prof. This was uh, well. He had been brought on initially to run down the clock. Or so we thought. Yeah. But he actually ended up being a vital substitute for brilliant. 30 minutes. Absolutely brilliant performance. He, like, even off the ball and we were watching him, he was excellent as regards to just marshalling players around, telling them what to do, how to react, how to play. 
and the, once again the mental side of things because he was uh, he was he was just captaining the he was pretty much the captain for the half hour you know it was absolutely brilliant I was talking to him afterwards and maybe happy is the wrong word because obviously he was as shocked as anyone he wants us to win the cup with yeah. that penalty but he was delighted to be out on that pitch you know he got 30 minutes in the final and I think like Brazier McPhail talked about that he's not the sort of player who would assault he thought this is my chance to play my part and win us the cup here said his attitude was what a team, brilliant what a, what a players might have you know gone the other direction yeah they, they could have sulked they could have said his attitude was absolutely his attitude was absolutely amazing and it just reflected on the other players as well and that that's the type of thing you need as a squad when you have a player like that who's not starting who had three cup medals beforehand underneath his belt you have someone like that who's not starting and they're so positive about every other aspect of the, the day in the game like that's when you're onto a winner there with, with a squad like that so yeah um, yeah overall like I mean there was it was just horrendous watching that game an extra time it was head, head in the hands watching through the fingers and then at the very end we could have lost it Manus came up trumps again yeah this is just a scramble in the box this is a scramble where you're jumping around and you're trying to kick it out yourself you're in the, you're in the stand and you're nearly heading it out and then I think it was a toe poke from Kelly was it from Kelly yeah Manus just gets a hand and on he kind of crouched down he was on his hunkers and it was just yeah. a left hand and it crawled out absolutely crawled time stood still didn't it time stood still great show but uh, extra time I suppose as a neutral you you weren't that surprised it went to extra time. Seven of the ten finals at the Aviva have gone to extra time now. Just seems to keep happening. They had taken off Hoban and they went back to one striker because they had thrown on Kelly at mm. the end. And uh, we brought on Lafferty for Aaron Green. So when that happened, we were all wondering, like, who's going to play up top now? We looked down and we were like, we've no yeah. striker. So I think Farouja yeah. went up top, didn't he? That's right, yeah. Did a good job, too. Yeah, he did a job. Like I said, this guy's going to be one to watch. Can't wait for him next season. Brazier mentioned that he considered young Alua really to come on, but he said it was too big for him. I think so. At that moment. Yeah. It kind of felt like an inevitable build to a penalty shootout. Did you feel? Yeah. It like, like in the force, like when the whistle went for 90 minutes, I thought to myself, these are going to roll over us. But then when we played the first five to eight, ten minutes of extra time, I thought, geez, we could nick one here. Or it's just going to go to penalties because both teams are kind of starting to get cramping. Especially the last 15 starting minutes. Starting to pull up. It was tired a bit legs. Messy, yeah. Uh, Melton, he came off the bench and he was already on a yellow because he had a scuffle with Joey. Like I said to you, that has to be a stat, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Fourth player ever to the cup final already booked. He probably is. Yeah, so uh, the coin toss, we won it and we chose the Rovers end. Now, we were talking beforehand, we were wondering that is it always just one designated end? For the penalty shootout, and obviously it's not now, so we chose the Rovers end, and I genuinely think like the crowd participation had a lot to do with this. This had an effect. For I sure. really think so. Yeah. So uh, immediately they were given a sixty forty percentage advantage. Am I right? That's right. Yeah. If you take penalties first, well, if you score first, if anyway. you score first, yeah. So McGrath yeah. stepped up, and uh, he scored, and Jacko came. Like these penalties were all excellent. Like Jacko's mm-hmm. penalty. Like he he put power into that. Like that was a very mm. brave move to do. We could have went safe and slotted it, but he buried that. Our first three were high into the corner. Ah, high top corners. And but, uh, the doc member they'd already won twice on penalties this season in Europe and the League Cup final. Yeah. So they just seem to have a knack of winning these. And yeah, McGrath stepped up and he scored first. And as you say, Jack, 
he uh, he scored Aaron. That was the only time that Manus went the wrong way. He guessed right for everyone. Though. The next three times, he actually his positioning didn't seem great for the first one. He just seemed to sort of he went a bit early. I wonder was it mo- did you say this to me earlier or was it someone else? I said it the off yeah. air, and I don't know was it mind games or what. But he he committed very early. But I'd then, mind games, but but then yeah. from Cleary's penalty onwards, he was unreal. But the one thing when Duffy stepped up for the next one, the one thing I noticed was is like I I I turned away from the game momentarily because to the right hand side I was just uh, infatuated with the flags and the way the fans were reacting because it, it was just it, I was drawn to it yeah. because it was really eye catching and I was looking at it thinking this is going to fuck people up here this is really going to have an effect and then he buried it against the crossbar and I thought to myself the fucking mm. ultras are having a say in this penalty shootout he drilled, I'm convinced he drilled that penalty I don't think he was any direction in it he just saw I'm just going to put me boot through this go for a wallop and the uh, yeah. The second I saw Joey stepping up, I just said, "That's a Joey move. <laughs> that is a Joey move. We know that's a that's a that's a saying now. That's a Joey move. Just when you yeah. step up and grab things with a bollocks. The cigar and slippers were real. Ah, in a cup final penalty shootout. Buried as well. Another high and into the top corner. Yeah, and then we had Manus, and uh, the main man himself steps yeah. up. Mister, dealt me. What now. did I turn around to you and said? I said, "This guy, he's gonna miss." You were reading my mind. I was like. He's get. He's, it was written all over. It was written missing. in the stars. If his walk up, his body language, big out looking big in the goal. The f- players and the fans having an effect, especially the fans behind the goal. That was very noticeable. Actually, standing behind Manus, he looked so big. Ah, it was just brilliant. It was brilliant. And uh, and Brazier said that Al had been saving him in training. I'll be. Yeah, I don't think. I think Joey. Joey said he took one. They all took one each, and he he missed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe maybe they uh, maybe it was all a plan. Maybe they were just slotting them down low so Al could save them a bit of confidence. <laughs> but then we'd Bulger stepping up, and once again the big man. Yeah. He uh, he stepped up, and he this was like nearly crossbarring in. I think it clipped the crossbar and then went in. It was uh, this was high high in into the net. So there was no fucking around there. Jason Maloney pointed out that if you look back on TV, the players and staff are kind of joking and smiling during the shootout. Which Jesus. was a, a big contrast to what was going on in the stands. We were this was very intense. In Hell stands. on earth is what yeah. we were going through. We were stuck in purgatory. Like this, was, yeah. it was horrendous stuff in the stands. Interesting uh, reactions, yeah. I know, like I remember at one stage, I think I think it was Greg stepping up or someone along the line, and and Jaden, I think he turned around. And he goes, uh, he goes, I can't take this. <laughs> this is this is like horrendous. He couldn't describe the feel before he fucking went onto the pitch. And um, yeah, so we had Flores stepped up, and did he slot home? It was slot home, wasn't it? No, this is the one that Manus got a hand oh, on. Oh yeah, do you know what? Poor guy Brennan beside us. Yeah, celebrated like we won, and he's jumping around. He's grabbing Lewis and the kids that are with him, and I was like, Gar, the only person celebrating. He didn't fucking win. No, like, it went in. It's, oh it's man, squirmed under his hand into the net. Mm. I can understand why you might think it was. But the, the second they missed that second penalty was the security one. Like that's when I knew, mm. when they when clearly missed. I thought to myself, we're winning this. We have to. That's the security penalty. It'd be a fucking monumental fuck up if we do not win this. Yeah. Monumental. And then the main man Gary O'Neill steps up, unaware that this could be the winning penalty that had to stroke home. And I think the uh, I think going up to it he didn't know, and then think just before he took it. Ref said to him, "Listen, this yeah. is if you, you, this is going in. Like you're, you're gonna win the cup. So 
Q, his uh, his usual, he, just the way he, that's the way he passes balls, the way he just kind of <laughs> hop a skip and a jump and stroked. He just passed into the Technically next, yeah. brilliant, bottom left and straight over to the crowd. And um, winning goal in Europe, winning goal in the cup final, fairy tale stuff. I, I, I just... It was just hard to describe. The feeling of joy was hard to describe, and it didn't kick in. Like it, it just wasn't real. It didn't feel it was, real. It was quite a strange roller coaster of emotions because I'd already celebrated us winning the cup for that McIniff penalty, yeah. and then I was emotionally drained for a half an hour, yeah. and then I had to watch penalties. And as you say, it didn't feel real. I was watching Finner on the big screen lifting the cup, and I was like. Yeah, that's what it would look like, alright. Yeah, if that's you won it. the cup. Yeah. I was like, is this is this life? Is this happening? <laughs> is this real? <laughs> yeah, yeah McInniff had been down for penalty number five. Pico's would, would have been six. But uh, yeah, four four perfect penals after four terrible ones in two thousand ten. Couldn't write the stuff, could you? Unbelievable. But we Pico then all the all the celebrations. Like I said, I was looking for Jaden. I'm looking around trying to find my family. Looking around, wanting to embrace them and hug them and kiss them and share this moment with them, and I can't find Jaden. Cause why? Cause he's on the pitch. He <laughs> broke through, squirmed in, and he's on there. He's giving it socks with his mates, his little crew that he's dragged along to Rovers from Lucan. And as he's walking back, he's just raising his arms up in the air, trying to pump the crowd. I was looking at him going, "I'll let you away with this one. You never forget that moment." Could you imagine as a kid, nine-year-old, after winning the cup, running back towards Rovers? The Rovers end, and you just see all those fans, and you're just giving it the large one to them. I'm could actually you, well jealous. Could, oh man, could you imagine how much he, how good he feels? Never forget that moment. Got now chase as well, so he got he, he got yeah. away with it. Um, Pico leading them up the steps, probably. Like it, it just actually back to the celebrations because we have to talk about this a little bit more. It was just the the side view of the video that I watched recently was um, Lee Grace probably not watching the penalties. And him and Joey just hugging, yeah. and then if you looked at all the little interactions all in and around the the like the the stadium, it was just it was a joy to see. It was fantastic. You're just watching people happy all around you. The players have their own little relationships with each other, their own little clicks inside the group, and then you've I, got your fans, and you've got all the family loved, and friends. I love the individual reactions. I loved McAniff and yeah. Finn. The joy in their face. Just it just meant something. It genuinely meant something for the them camera- to win something as a group camera cuts to the fans and everything everything you can't you can't find the tears but i'm sure they're there everywhere just hook it to the veins so we'll move on to pico and uh leading the team up the steps with the legend pat Bourne was there waiting so finner held back initially didn't he so pico led the team up and then finner came up at the end and then lifted the cup it was just um like I said, it's hard to describe the the way you feel about it. And then like mm. the only emotions only kinda of kicked in the next forty eight hours. But you got the legendary Pat Bourne waiting for them. And yeah. um a proper a proper Rovers legend there. Yeah, the Rovers are back. The Rovers are back. The Rovers are back and Darren Glennon is getting a Brazzer tattoo. Yeah, he is, he certainly is. And uh we've still to decide the location and the the design, but it will be happening. And after after the session of the the five aside, I woke up to be in a new WhatsApp group called Rovers Cup Tattoo. <laughs> so it was about five of us. Carl Cairns was the instigator. So in our in our banjo in the Abo at four in the morning, the lock in. 
We decided Not the time to be making these We decided we're getting it on air as well We're going to get it at the live show <laughs> So the next live show We're going to have a tattoo artist in And people are going to be getting tattoo in the background And we're going to cut to them every so often So how are you doing? <laughs> How's the tattoo going? So it's going to be a force It's the first I've read about this yeah. But uh, I'm on board be a force. Yeah. You, you won't be hearing the buzzing too much So we won't be actually you, like I won't be sitting there being in like tattooed While being interviewed I'll, I'll probably get it at the end but the lads everyone else is going to get the tattoos and we'll go and cut to them every so often and see how they're getting on but these Ray Wheel had a great idea that we should all be able to choose each other's one so for instance like no, um, that's terrible I think it's brilliant I think it's class uh, definitely I'll, I'll pitch it to the lads and see what they think but the Dundalk fans tell you what got out of there quick didn't they not one person stayed back not one Took their crayons and their bed sheets and they were gone. Back to their soggy cornflakes. Back to the soggy cornflakes. <laughs> How many photos did you see of people oh. crying with cornflakes in their hands? Daniel Lafferty went out of turn your in and bought yeah. cornflakes. I love that, yeah. Lafferty bought them. The cornflakes guy got a lot of mileage. You yeah. got Mick McCarthy in his green suit and his green hair. He had a video of him crying into the cup. The cornflakes were poured into the cup by a few lads. I'd say, see, see how Mick makes a wily old fox. Mick knew what he was doing getting into that suit and getting the old green hair. He loves the attention. What a man. He knew the ladies would love that. But just yeah, but they were gone. Gone. Done. Dusted. It was... The smell of loud was gone within minutes. It was emotional. It was a roller coaster, but it was just the best day. Yeah, it really was. And it was magic. We've, we've experienced the league, right? The cup is a whole different fucking battle altogether. It's a different feeling. It's a different mentality. Winning this... Is just so different to the league, and I can't describe why. It's just a different joy. It's weird, isn't it? Is it's just so weird. The it, hard one to describe. It's the whole package of it. It, it was, is. It was isn't the thirty-two it? years. It was the bond we felt with the players for the last three seasons. It was everything rolled into one. It really was amazing, and uh, like all the dust had settled, and we were there singing away. And then I think when the stadium emptied. It Miles Slattery and all the players just went it was a nice moment as well all the players just and, and the staff everybody who worked on this throughout the season they all just sat down on the pitch a couple of beers and just soaked it all in looked around took yeah. in the Aviva took in the occasion what they'd actually just done and then Mal decided to get now sing song going they got a Rovers classic build me up buttercup build me up buttercup going so it really was a fantastic occasion all day so um the two hoops on the Dundalk train, Prof, tell me about this. Did you see that in Rowers, yeah? No, no, tell me about it. Yeah, there were the only two Rowers fans on the train, back to Dundalk. Jesus. They were on their own, I think. What were they doing on that? On their own in that carriage. And they just took a selfie of them. And you just see some Dundalk fans, like, in the background. and uh, All just disfigured. <laughs> and that's got nothing to do with the match. <laughs> Love uh, it. I'd Love say, to see it. I'd say that was interesting. Yeah, so uh, we uh, finally, our bus, the location of the bus, this was a nightmare. So we dro- Alex, our driver, dropped the pin and then they got moved because of the cops and then there was no way, I was just trying my best to put the word out and find out where we were. We ended up being at the Lansdowne Hotel. So we waited and we waited and we waited and we got people and then it turned out Barney's bus, Donabay, all the Donabay gang, he jumped onto his bus and then the driver told him to fuck off. So they jumped onto our bus, one of our three double-deckers, and then as we were on our way, I got a phone call from Tommy Kelly to say there's about 30 other kids. 
all lined up and waiting for us. So we luckily enough we had drove driven up a one way street and it was right <laughs> beside the pickup point. So I went back, saved the day again. Is that where he the driver drove into a cul de sac? Yeah, and, and one way street. Took him literally ten minutes to get back out of this. Yeah, ten minutes to get out. And that saved us in a way. That's that saved the kids and then went back, picked them up, and then for some reason ten minutes into the drive, I'm in Goatstown. <laughs> Why we in Ghost Town? Why we were in we were at the Viva. Now I'm in Ghost Town. The Goat Grill is over there. What is going on? And then there's like a running battle between two hoops who that- are up the top trying to tell the driver where to go. And at one stage, right, we were at a junction. One of the hoops is saying, "Go right, will you? Go right." And then another fella is saying, "Go straight, will you? Go straight. Those roads are too small for a double decker." And the driver is going, "Where am I going?" Where am I driving? And he goes, I'm getting out. And you can walk. And I'm just there going, this is insane. What is going on? The two of them are arguing. He didn't know what to do. He was under pressure. I was oblivious to all this. All I saw was, I was looking out the top window. And I just saw this bus driving about 20 miles an hour on a Sunday evening with no traffic. Mm. And I'm just and saying like, to him, listen, drive the, car- drive the bus and just go straight, please. Like a half an hour passed and we hadn't even reached Bushy Park. We got to the Abbo for nothing. <laughs> the bus behind us reached the Abbo before we left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it, it, it was ridiculous. But everybody got on, that was that was a good thing. So, uh, we'd be picking and choosing our drivers mm. from now on. I remember when we got on, it was the second bus of the tree, and you said we should go down this one. I remember looking at your man thinking, like, a bad feeling. Like <laughs> it's like a big teddy bear, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't all bad, though. The colonies were with us. And they had the Rovers for the Cup sign, which ended up getting changed to Rovers won the Cup. Shamefully signed by two fans that we won't name. Mm-hmm. And I will hold my hands up, John. It wasn't a curse after all. Mm, yeah, well, you held it above your head and go away, Prof. That was the, that was the omen. Allegedly happened. That was the omen. <laughs> and we Irish Football Fan TV again. Paul Neal, friend of the show. Uh, Gary Porty was on a Tala native. And, uh, Did you see this? I didn't see it, no. It was hilarious. It was good. It just like he's talking about what we're gonna do next season and the yeah. next few years, and he's not messing, and it just gets gradually and gradually more ridiculous. And it's like <laughs> it's like we're gonna win leagues and we're gonna win cups and we're gonna read the group stages of the Champions League. <laughs> Is that that? No, it builds over two minutes. Like he, he he actually means it, and then his daughters jump in and like it's ah oh, check it out gas. Ah uh, yeah, Gary Porter's great lad. Um. So we Owen Royce, the the ever quotable Owen Royce on Facebook, and uh, he says we're in Lansdowne Rovers back from the dead, our favourite to beat Galway, but the men from the West have other ideas. Still, it can't be long for number twenty five, can it? We're in the RSC, Waterford fans are on the pitch, taunting us. Another year gone. We're in United Park, humiliation again. We're in Dalymount, last minute heartbreak. We're in Tolka Park, Keddie misses, Coil scores. The stand goes on fire, and so does another year. Sligo, Pat's Cork, they line up to beat us. Everybody takes their turn. Every year it's the same, we travel the country to be laughed at, an annual humiliation. We're at the Aviva, all the penalties are missed, gone again. We're in the showgrounds, last four, but fall at the last hurdle. We're in the Brandywell, it's the same again, will it ever end? We're back at the Aviva. Manus, one of the only players born when number 24 was lifted, dives to the right and saves. Banners of Paddy Code and Jim McLaughlin look down, the legends expect. Gary O'Neill steps up and he's the only one at the club. A matter of months, he shoots left, the net ripples, stadium erupts, number 25! 
<laughs> we've done. We've only gone and won the fucking cup. We've only gone and won the fucking cup. So now I, this definitely resonated with me, and I wasn't even a fan for some of these games he's talking about. He's talking about when Waterford and that long. How many times have you heard people talk about those moments though? Keddie ah, missing, Talca the going on foot, like you've heard a lot. But he's gone back as far as the late nineties here, when Athlone and Waterford's first vision clubs knocked us out of the cup. And I always used this word before, humiliation. Yep. This cup has been an annual humiliation. It is. Like draw it draw it away was a humiliation. Yeah. Like it really was. And so I, I met Owen and McDara afterwards. And I just immediately thought, how many conversations have I had with these guys about this cup? And mm. it always felt like a pipe dream. Even though you just had to win five games in the bounce. I just felt like, like imagine, like we're, we're, not, we're not around that long. Like Imagine how it feels for like to make McCarty and the whack and fucking Ray and all the oh, lads. And like, imagine how they felt. Being actively like following Rovers in those 32 years that you didn't win that <laughs> cup. Like think about that. So fair fucks to all of them for sticking around. But these words like the famine, the drought, the hoodoo. I'm sick of all these words. I don't yeah. ever have to hear them again. Unbelievable stuff. I like seeing them now as headlines. You know, the headlines of us win the game, you know, like the thirty two year famine is over, I like that but our WhatsApp group guy is now called Cup Specialist. Yeah. It was called She Wore, She Wore, yeah. it's on this cup it's Cup Specialist. We now. can own that title now. We're yeah. no longer embarrassed by it. Yeah. yeah, definitely yeah. And we're in the top ten of European clubs with yeah. uh silverware with our national cup as well, we're number ten, so it's a proud one as well. And we'd Rochi, good old Rochi, Chairman Supreme. He uh, he took an impromptu photo of the cup at the Milltown Monument. A very fitting and yeah. nice gesture. So it was great to see. Things you love to see. Was it Dunster who was saying that, that like the cup in a way was like our last connection to Milltown? In the way yeah. that, that cloud has hung over us. Do we finally say goodbye? Do we finally um, say goodbye? You look back at it finally. You look back, yeah. But we've always, but we've always referred to Milltown. Do we stop doing that now and move on? I know we can look back fondly for the rest of our lives and things like that. But mm. do we move on permanently now? You can let... Because we had the ghosts of Milltown. Because cup we hadn't won die. the we hadn't won the cup since we left Milltown. So maybe that last bit of negativity, that last cloud that was hanging over us, yeah. maybe we can just let that go now. Yeah. And um, on a more current note, it's it's great that we can, you know, not winning anything. That can no longer be thrown at this group. That is what I feared, is that they wouldn't win anything with such a good group of players. And I fear for Brad's are more than anything mm. because I love what he's doing. I love the approach that he's going for, transforming the club and its its graduate system and, and the academy. I just genuinely feared that we wouldn't win a thing and it would be just down the drain. And a lot of people outright, we'll talk about this more later, but a lot of people outright have said in the last three years that we would win nothing. We will never under win this regime. Yet. A lot of people still, a lot of people said. A lot of Rovers fans said, "I don't, I don't get the negativity." You know, I just can't, mm. I can't handle it. To be honest, the only thing is, that what do we do now? What, what do we complain about? <sighs> Find something. <laughs> <laughs> it's only downside, really. This is this possibly spells the end of Winston. Never, not a chance. Winston's never going to end. What, what's, what'd be the reason to have mine again? Yeah, you give out well, no, about the bus, maybe. Was he on the bus? <laughs> well, we could pretend he was. <laughs> yeah. I just like to say I really miss Winston and his malapropisms. Is what? Yep. I prefer Mona to be honest now. <laughs> that's, that's the reaction I wanted. From <laughs> me. 
What that means is the mistaken use of a word in place of a similar sounding one, often with an amusing effect. Example, dance the flamingo instead of flamenco. So this is Johnny Blue all over. <laughs> yeah. This is Johnny Blue all over. Well, if, if you're a fan of Winston and you've listened to him all the segments, he there was a lot of those, let's just say. Brilliant, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I just gave Mona back. Yeah, Mona's great. <laughs> uh, John Byrne on Facebook said he thought of people like like Ringo. Dude, that's the uh, one. That's what brought me down to earth. Yeah. Things like that. He would have been 61 on that day. On that day, double celebration. And like the yeah. likes of like just people, like the likes of Jack Wilson and, and people that just aren't around and never even got to see yeah. Talley. Never mind that. Never got to see a cup win. Just people that have passed and like take a moment just to think about all those people who, who would have loved to have won it and that's why it's such an emotional day as well you know that's how it's how close to people's heart it is yeah he mentioned Joe and Rennie of course and uh, reading that it made me feel we're so lucky to have seen this like you say there's so many people who didn't get to see it Maureen Connolly yeah John Connolly said he got a tattoo of Maureen on the Friday before the game and you know what a privilege it was for us it really was. We, I mean, we got to see the first cup win in thirty-two years, and it's, it's an absolute privilege. Like it's, it was. Like even the next day, we'll talk about the next day and well, but in the in the more coming days leading up to it, just going around the place with my daughters and stuff. You got your, and we saw and you got your rowers gear on, and my little one who's five, Maya. She she was just telling everyone that would listen that I encountered that we like we were having a bite to eat and somewhere she like tell the wages rowers won the cup. <laughs> it just stuck with her like it was the talking point for the week after it was brilliant it melted me hard hearing her say that to everybody that had listened Rose on the cup she's like my dad was sad <laughs> about 30 minutes then there. he was happy yeah, he picked up again but like Ed Salt says we can relax next time isn't it yeah we can chill out in the premiums, premium seats next time no pressure joy for 26 do you know what I was just thinking about earlier on I'm actually going to the exact same spot if we ever get to the final again I think I want to go to the premium seats. No, I'm staying down there. No, I can't do it. Because the pressure will just be off. And uh, what about our long drought in the President's Cup care? Yeah, this can fuck we haven't won. We haven't, we haven't won some incarnation of that since 1987, so we need to put that right. Yeah, that can pox off. I'm not even bothered <laughs> with that show. But the Monday after, I remember like the night, the night of the celebrations, like we all got back to the Abbo, it's nine o'clock. I'd pretty much been stone cold sober, been sipping on a can or two at the at the march, just before the march, and we're just I'm in the Abbo and I was like, kids, I'll see you in a couple of days. Get down to your grandmothers, get the points on Big Gart and let's rock. It was a mental night. It was jammers, wasn't it? It was jammed to bits. I think we got out of there at five in the morning. Possibly five in the morning, and then next day you wake up and you're just dying about 12 o'clock. And I'm looking at the WhatsApp group and I'm like, Yeah, rowers are gonna be in the abo at three. I'm like, Right, I'm gonna drag myself out of this <laughs> shower straight into a taxi over to the abo, and then you're on it again. Players turn up, and it's just mayhem. That's when it really kicked in for me when the players yeah. walked in, and then the, everybody's singing and chanting. We watched the penals again. That's, like, that's when it really found felt real when you're, you you actually is, get your hands in the cup that's and you're, it you're we finally got our hands on it we got our hands yeah. on the cup and we you and I hoisted it in the air we hoisted it up we personally won the FBI Cup we pair, yeah, yeah. The, on that day anyway we personally yeah. won it uh, before the the Abbo actually saw the whack in uh, in Terenure 
and me and a lot of the lads had been talking about this in the weeks beforehand like James Lowe and Carol Kearns like what like <coughs> like what would happen to Mick Kearns if he won the cup he'd just vanish we reckon he'd just fade away yeah like, he just uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like the robber's Jesus yeah no what was it it's a uh, it, like he just goes to dust he just turns to dust <laughs> Uh, like, um, did you ever see in Avengers? I think it was not Endgame. Yeah. Avengers Endgame when he finally gets all the stones in the, in the glove, and yeah. then like half the world just vanishes. <laughs> That's the whack. He just he just disappears, goes to dust. Yeah, I compared <laughs> him to the robber Jesus. He came, he had a message, he delivered that message, and then he left us. You have to resurrect him now next year. Yeah. Poor James Lowe's stat is gone, girl, because you can pick out anybody age thirty or younger, and you can say, "You've seen us win the cup, mm-hmm. and you've seen us win the cup." Yeah, so it's uh, well and truly. That's one of those gone. days, isn't it, where you just have to buy all the newspapers. Yeah, no, all the, the yeah, they, they were bought and they were parked off because there was too much sessioning to be done. But even after that, like, like word goes around, oh, you're waiting on turn your in, right? No problem, we're going there. You could have told me they were in Azerbaijan in a fucking cave, <laughs> and I would have been gone. I'd be like, yeah, where's the flights? It was, I was going everywhere, like. It was just even getting into the your room, and you're seeing a whole different group of people, different groups of hoops that you love and you want to want to have a chat with. So you're you're seeing like Gary Armstrong and you you good lads there. You're still not happy that Paddy Cole wasn't nominated. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're, we're, still on the, we're still on the, the the blacklist for that. But you'd seen all new hoops and like like at one stage I walked into the uh, I think we we're in the we we're in the lounge. Players are all there. You're chatting away. You're, I got me fanboy moments where I actually did, I did want pictures with them. Like that's being honest, it's a great occasion. Got a couple of photos. Then you go into the bar and you see like Ray Wilson's there, Pauline Wilson's there, Jack Bourne, Neville Stephen, Mick Bourne, fucking Tony Cousins, all around you. Like Roachy's there, Cronin's there, like all the top James Nolan, all the all the important people around Rovers, <laughs> and they're just all around you. And you're just in heaven, and you could have killed me then on the spot, like, and you're chatting away to everybody, and you're bumping it. You're like, oh Jesus, sorry, Aaron McInnes, there, I'm just going to the toilet. On the way out, you bump into someone else. Oh Jesus, sorry about that, Finna. Like, <laughs> it just, it was just a moment you just cannot put into words because it's very rare that it happens. Wasn't the whole two days just magic? Ah, magic here. I, I can't say much, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't exactly go straight back to work. <laughs> Took you a while to get back to work. It, did, it took me a while. Do you think when Liverpool win the league for the first time in thirty years, they're gonna hang out with the fans in a small pub in Terran Not a chance. Not a chance. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Wouldn't trade it for the world. The day we won, uh I was thinking what should I tweet from my own account? And if you're familiar with my Twitter account, I've actually been fairly neutral since I started it like five years ago. Yep. I drop in the odd Rovers reference, just kinda of tongue in cheek, so I think people know, like Fans of other clubs, no, I'm a Rowers fan. But uh, I was thinking about it for a while, like, so what should I do? And uh, so I ended up deciding, I just put out a list of how long it's been for each club. Best uh, ever. To win the cup. Darren Glennon retweeted this. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people screenshot it and just sent it out, so I don't think you were giving the credit a lot of the time, but it was my best uh, of all time. I know, as you forwarded to me, it came from another WhatsApp yeah. group. Yeah, you know you've made it when that happens. But... Uh, like, I, I, my, my thought was, that's been our most negative stat. Ever since I've become interested in League of Ireland statistics, that's like the one, the most negatively associated one with Shemek Rovers, that 
32 years mm. and look who else has won the cup since then relegated clubs promoted clubs so I wanted to turn that negative into something yeah. positive I didn't think it was that great and oh, yeah, brilliant. And then I got to the pub and people kept mentioning to me like Mrs Wilson was like I saw your stat it was great <laughs> yeah just like at one stage in the in turn you're in as I was telling you everybody's standing around you and you're chatting away to them and we and what makes it better is because we know them and they know us by name not tooting around hard but they were because we've interviewed them and we've we've done bits with them and they're, they're chatting to you and they're like jeez this must feel great for you and I'm like yeah but it must feel great for fucking you as well you're the legend like we're just fucking two shitheads chatting shit <laughs> in a fucking box room like and it just at one stage honestly I just started welling up when I was toward, going towards the bathroom, I'm just looking around going, look at this. You have to live in the moment. You really have to just take all this in and appreciate it for what it was. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of dust in here, you know. Just got to go, <laughs> give me a minute in the bathroom. I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's like a sneeze. You sneeze and then you pass it on. <laughs> so actually, in, in, in the couple of days, some people said some very nice things to me about the podcast. Like kind of saying that we've played our little part in the togetherness of the row of support and I'd like to think that's true I hope it is true well I'll tell you what what I thought was, was great when Brad's told me he listens did he actually say that yeah because I said to him um, I, you know when you're full of fucking soup and I was saying to him I was saying, I love you I love you Brad <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that bad but I was saying to him that we've bought into the whole regime ever since it started and we've watched him grow tactically and and I was saying to him I said no, listen it's like we we've never really shat on you like a couple of before he goes oh I know I listen I listen I was like whoa like okay I'm, I actually forgot what I was going to say I'm going <laughs> to walk away and leave it at that nice one Brad <laughs> there have been many times where you've said like you've picked a team or a, or a formation or something I'm like it's like oh he's listening yeah yeah we'd, we'd both pick a team and then it would be the exact yeah. same we're like oh Brad yeah yeah, like we started the show in his first full season in charity, so we've kind of charted this little We've grown journey. together, haven't we? Yeah. Like, I, I think I refer to him as my tactical child. <laughs> I've watched my tactical child grow, and you're you're my tactical child, and we've watched you grow tactically, and he was just looking at me like, fucking head case. I was the same. I was I was saying some nonsense to him. I was like, I was like it was destiny, Stephen. It was destiny that was going to be you that would bring us back the cup. Mm. And he's just like... Yeah. Uh, it's like I think I see Glenn over there. Go to bathroom. Just gonna uh, edge my over here. Follow me. <laughs> Carol's, Carol's had a few sherry's. I'm just gonna move away. But uh, if you look on, on Facebook now, nearly everybody like their profile picture is them with the cup. It's actually quite heavy, isn't it? It's a beautiful fucking cup. Yeah. Big, heavy, fucking beautiful structure of a thing. Brilliant. Bit and of an old dent in it. Bit of an old dent, but I think that was there when we got it. Um, <laughs> I I blame Pat. So, so yeah, that's it. Pat fell off a table and Pat's yeah in the coffees so um, <clears throat> like the, the next few days I think we, we talk about like McInef as well we talk about McInef and all the players and the Abbo and singing songs and McInef was up on the table the, the Abbo was, was the turnaround was more of a subdued affair the Abbo mm. was insane we actually celebrated the penalty show more than it was originally in the actual stadium yeah. itself Literally, I found myself running around the stadium. Everybody's jumping, or running around the bar. Everybody's <laughs> grabbing each other on the fucking on the bar, and everything. It was brilliant. And yeah. um, those few days, I was so oblivious to like outside world or life. The whole outside world. <laughs> that I didn't even know Gay Byrne died until the Wednesday. No, I was like, 
I saw some tribute to him. I was like, Gay Byrne died? Like, nothing... Like, just, nothing got through with me for the two, nothing, three days. And do you know what was great? Like, the first... The night of the win, brilliant. Second night after. Session again. Third night after. You just fucking go with it again. But then, as it's kind of dying down, so you've three nights in the fucking piss... And you have a couple of a couple of quiet ones the next two days afterwards, but then you're just kind of watching. They're looking at social media. You're looking. You're just looking at all the the rags. You're looking at everything online, other people's reactions, and the whole week is just filtered around rovers and reactions and everything. It's the best week ever. Best week ever. Oh, that was unbelievable. And a twin with her, like my my like I said, my my wife or family were all in Ireland's fitness family as well, and they did really well that week. So that was like whore on a massive high. Everybody on a massive fight. Every it was just the best week ever, ever. I can't. I yeah, uh, I watched that a few days ago. Actually, Natalie, uh, great underdog story there. Ah, it was it was actually yeah. a really good episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So that was the like on top of that, we went on to win the cup after that as well. So it was just a fucking brilliant week. Speaking uh, of songs, uh, you know the song Seventeen Leagues, Twenty Four Cups." Yeah, that was the old version. It's funny now we have to sing seventy five. Or sorry, uh, seventeen leagues, twenty five cups. Yeah, kind of have to catch yourself to update the song. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah, it's it, and it's a ha- happily do it as well. Yeah, and the turn you're in, the most surreal ending to the two days was when we got David Murphy from Cork sitting down with me, you, and Nareesh. This guy is brilliant, and I have been speaking to him as if he was a different Cork person, right? So I'm chatting away to him. I'm like, Jesus, great that you come Cork and all, blah, blah, blah. We're chatting for about 20 minutes. It's full on. And I said, Jesus, we interviewed a fella in Prague from Cork. He goes, that was me. Who else could it be? Like? I was like, ah, well, in fairness, we've been <laughs> fucking drinking all day. And I just didn't recognise him in the slightest. It didn't look like the person I'd interviewed in Prague at all. I didn't recognise me either. Didn't recognise him at all. But what a, what a guy. I put two and two together. But at the end, he just started randomly bringing up hurling. Fierce and, accent, and you just be like Tipperary, yeah. and fierce. I don't know why you kept it. talking about Tipperary, and then you started talking about I'm gonna try and get to the Rome Derby. Uh, that's it. You have him down to a T. You've plenty. I think he listens, so he's plenty of company. If he does want to go to the Rome Derby, there's a good few hours lads going over in January, staying just, with Guido, rough friend of Rovers. But um, just the, my the whole thing started getting up on Sunday morning and getting out to the Abbo, and it ended with. A Rovers fan from Cork shouting at me about hurling yeah. and going to Rome. It was quite a journey to two days. Great guy though, really, really cool to talk to. The, the conversation was flowing. And um, yeah, so like the iconic photos that went around and just watching it back on TV. Like I've I, I, I watched it a few times now, just watching the game itself. It's actually a really good game to watch. And like my favourite thought was the one of Bradzer. It's like he's calling someone to him. He has ah. the cup in one hand and he's caught. It's like he's like, come, come to me, my child. Come to me, Tifty. Celebrate with me. I know. I like that. That's my favourite one. That is going to be held up on banners in years to come. Oh, man. That's my favourite one. That'll Hands down. That'll go down as one of the greatest League of Ireland photos. Yeah. Definitely. And he's looking dapper in the suit and he's got the yeah. cup in his hand. Like, it's my favourite Someone one. put a side by side that was great was... The calm before the storm in the dressing oh, room. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. on his own, just sort of kind of he's contemplating like, what's about to come. And then the picture after, what you described. So what I caught out some of these photos, you have you have those two. Go on. You have Manus celebrating after he saves the pen up from Cleary. Yeah. Veins popping out of his arms. He is 
Borsten. Cleary's head is down. He's destroyed. He's a broken Where man. is his head? It's down. <laughs> you down. had... Doubt me now. You had uh, Cabo and Ryan Negrew hugging. That was a great moment. No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, great photo. Where was that? I'll, I'll find that and I'll send it to you. As in, in the, on the page, like? Because Ryan was... Well, Ryan was like, leaning over the advertising bar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you could see the tears in his eyes and all. Uh... What else do we have? I'm just trying to defend myself here because I'm expecting an attack from Prof's cat because the fucking thing hates me. I'm hearing jingling and jangling. Prof's not good. Nah, she's in the kitchen, so she won't hear me. She can make her way in, trust me. <laughs> fucking devious. You're not wearing shorts. It's, it's the bare legs that she... <laughs> she just sees it as an invitation. Fucking stupid cat attacked me last time. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Cat, you're... you're see, see the difference between cats and dogs? A dog will stay by your side when you die. A cat will fucking eat you. Crazy, you're gonna be crazy cat guy when you're older. Strong so, yeah. cats at people. <laughs> so you mentioned watching it back in TV. Uh, Pat Fenton was on cold commentary, and you know he's a hoop. I mean, when when they equalise, and he's like, I don't believe it. His nephew was on our bus before. Yeah, nearly sure. Yeah, nearly sure. So there is there is hoops mm. in the family. And his uncle, uh, I think, is is a Christie. He you often see him in the games as well. Uh, George Hamilton aside from trying to jinx us I mentioned that earlier uh, that's the cup there, there, yeah there was a great moment where uh, I think it was I don't know just after before Finner hoists the cup in the air and he picks up a kid <laughs> and George thinks it's a teddy bear and in a like a classic accidental Alan Partridge moment he's like Oh, the teddy bear is in fact a spoiled child. This guy's a partridge. I oh, looked up because I looked yeah. over and I was like, Finner's got a baby in his arms. It's like, yeah. it's, I was like, there's the cup. Oh, that's a bit subdued. I was like, what? I was like, no, it's a baby. It's a baby. <laughs> and someone explained but, uh, it to me. It's like, the baby's only born recently. Yeah. So you had Michael O'Neill in studio. Uh, the build up was pretty good. Uh, I listened back to it. It was quite good. Good to hear from Michael O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the 2010. He can fuck up. He thinks he's getting any of our players at Stoke now. <laughs> Keep your hands off, Mickey boy. Yeah. You had Alan Cardi there, trying, still trying to rewrite history, saying that we diddied and daddied with goalkeepers, as if Brazzer wasn't trying to actively sign Alan Manis all that time. It's ridiculous. Also, what I heard was, when the players came out, Sounds like, like some bullshit I come out with, like, like <laughs> as far as balls. <laughs> when the players came out, like that moment, that display we talked about earlier, and on TV, you've got Alan Cody yapping. Like, can you not get the talking over with and mm. then watch the players come out and yeah. listen to the fans? We don't want to hear. I don't want to hear Cody fucking vocal cords. I just like the sorry, like the procedure, just sort of. Seemed wrong to me. In the 21st minute of the game, we got a random fax from RDE. One saying that the Dock are unbeaten since April 12th. So strange, no? Do you know what I realised it was? Because they were wrong, Wendy. Oh, they were all wrong. Because they got beaten twice in Cork and Pass yeah. beat them. All three stats were wrong, and I realised they were rehashing the stats from the league game. You know where they won 3 2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just randomly popped up. Which fucking agent is all who's, who's idea? Like who you like? I'd say to that person, you had one job, <laughs> one job. Put the tweets on the screen. You fucked it up. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. Yeah. So that's that. 
iconic photos. We're gonna move on. The two Stevens on LOI Weekly. Now this I was I wasn't surprised, but it was great to hear. Like I think that's someone mm. we have to try and get the two of them on for the live show. Imagine them sitting there with like like Pat Bourne. We have to. That that would be it. To get them to sit down, give us half an hour, give us twenty minutes. We'll do the usual chit chat. We'll get them on. It has to happen. They have to do. It. We want to come. Well, we know he's listening now, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but, uh, no, that it was, was great. Great hour and a half great. long. Loving it. Delighted when it came out. I was like, yes, this is brilliant. And just listen, Johnny Johnny Ward squirm, squirm, and just lick uh, up to them. The backtracking from like, Johnny you Ward. Fucking little snake. Did you hear him say things like, you know, managers need time. You can't just be giving them a year. Shitting all over. It us. was people like him. Who was really like ramping up the pressure in year one under Bradzer? Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Just a little snake, but um, great interview though. Brilliant interview, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Check it out. We won't talk about it. We'll let you check it out because it's it's, uh, it's it's ageless. It's timeless for us anyway. I mean, in fairness, nearly everybody neutrals agreed that we were the better side and we deserved it. it was such a good such a good performance that day. It really was. Really, mm. really was. I can't. I didn't hear anybody say that mm. uh, they deserved it. One thing we haven't talked about is: Do you think that league win over Bowes was that the moment? Turning when, point when all this picked up steam. Yeah, I think so. It was when they started to think, we "Can fucking do this? We've done it." Like I mean, it was not with ease, but we've done it like with with a plum, you know. So. I mean, obviously the great European results in the summer. So. But it just seemed like we became unstoppable from that point. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. A, it was fantastic stuff. It really was a turning point in the season. And uh, me and Joe's in Rosestone for the five side, we actually started listing out all the managers who had tried and failed to bring the cup to Rovers. Seventeen, wasn't it? Was that the total? Well, you can count them as I as I come out here. So you got Noel King, Ray Tracy, Pat Byrne, Mick Byrne, Damian Richardson, Liam Buckley, Roddy Collins, Pat Scully. Michael O'Neill, Stephen Glass, not Stephen Kenny. Yeah. Uh, still bitter about that night in Tulkeberg. And then Trevor Crawley and Pat Fenden. 14, maybe. 14. Mm-hmm. Who, who couldn't bring the trophy home and Brads did there it. There you go. I think what a lot of people said when they came up to Bradzer in Abo and Heron Europe was just thank you. Thanks, yeah. Just thank you. Yeah, nice one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Joe, as Joe said... That man never needs to do anything with this club again. No, never. He's done it. Done. I don't know about you, but I, I find myself thinking about quite a bit the amount of abuse that man has taken <sighs> in the last three years. Fucker's skin is thick, man. Skin is thick. He's taken a lot. I mean, see the photo of the ultras with him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how ill-advised was that? Actually, considering we're all good pals and we get on mm. quite well with the ultras and that, I want to know who, whose brainchild was the banner, because <laughs> it was an individual thing. Obviously, somebody thought it up and then pitched it to the rest of them, or maybe it could have been two of them. Mm. We want to know who it was. We won't say it on the show or anything. We're just interested, just even as a conversation piece. If you want to come up and come on the show and talk mm. about it, there's a great photo as well. The Fiberside Brazzer shooting at Davy and Oh goal. man, it's like take that, you can like, That's the, for the flag, you that's for, that's for the banner, you box. <laughs> You've probably heard of this before. Maybe you haven't seen a picture of it, but a guy held up a banner for Alex Ferguson back in 1989. So that would have been, what, four years into his tenure? 85, 86? Four, four years, yeah. So this was shortly before he won his first trophy, the right. FA Cup. And this guy held up a banner that said, three years of excuses and it's still crap. 
Tara Fergie. And he ended up Ta-da! Writing, he ended up writing a book. Because he's this this guy is notorious now for that banner that he had. Ah, you would be, wouldn't you? So Ultras, find yourself a publisher. Yeah, there you go. Prof can point you in the right direction. So that's pretty much it for all the media and Yeah, so with Mick Leach who was on an absolute tifty's legend and uh, it was at half time in the final. Yeah, I missed Absolute that. gentleman and great guy, great to talk to. Yeah. Just a lovely, lovely man. The older hoops appreciate that show, especially you think the one with him and Paddy Mulligan. Mm. And younger ones too. Uh so one person was quite amused by how much Mick brought up gambling. Ah, he definitely definitely likes a likes an old bet. And they they also loved his pronunciation. So you had a Uruguayan Cagliari. Ah, brilliant. Fucking great guests, they really were. I also felt that I personally redeemed myself because I invited the legendary Mick Leach into my warm and cosy front room of my house and not the creepy stairwell. Warm and cosy front room, which is also a lair, which has bodies (laughs) somewhere buried in it. Looking around. To my shame, Gar. In the walls, maybe. To my shame. Carl Carl Wayne Gacy. (laughs) (laughs) Two years ago, I brought Mick Leach into a... A room beside the Glimmerlar suite. Now listen, you know totally how to delve ba- into this, prof. You want totally bare walls. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. It must have been for him. Yeah, so we're gonna play. Like I'm, I'm delighted we're playing this because I was cracking up when <laughs> when we tried to get this going. We, we tried to get to do a skit, right? Bit of context, right? <laughs> you know, for all our monthly madness shows this year, we've had little mm. skits. Trying to have a bit of crack with it, like. We've had things like we've had like a cooking show. We've had stuff where the, the kids hosted uh, tifties. We've had uh, Dunster and Ricer went back in time ten years ago. Yeah, and Tala was being just being built. So we've had all these things. So, so the idea was that Mick and Paddy would be there in front of the microphone waiting for us to arrive, and they start. Bad melting us. They're like, who are these jokers? Like, I don't even know who they are. And they're late and all. And then they take a look at our script and they start picking out stuff. And one of the questions is, like, uh, who's your favourite Avenger? And they're like, like it's a stupid question. Yeah, like, we, but, I was, we were looking at it like, right, they're not going to know who the Avengers are, but yeah. they, they just ran with it. <laughs> and they just took the piss out of each other. Like Paddy was just taking the piss yeah. out of fucking Mick for a while, and it took them so long to get going. It was like Laurel and Hardy. It took like five minutes to get beyond the second line. It was brilliant. It really so, was. So we're gonna play that so now, I, I right? Cu- I couldn't even. Uh, I couldn't even get a, like a workable final version out of it. So we're just gonna play the whole unedited version of what <laughs> transpired. So this is us trying to actually record the show. This is what the for- this is what the start of the show was supposed to sound like. <laughs> and then about 20 minutes in I'm just thinking just let it, let it go it's good it's, it's, it's goal so this is the two lads do you want to start off reading the script Ian so lads yeah, yeah that's what no, no do you want to, do you want us to go ahead and yeah of course that's how we're going to start yeah, yeah yeah right okay what time is it Mick it's just gone about two o'clock can you read that clock by the way what clock no, do, what, do a clock on your hand <laughs> you've always, you always wore big watches 
60, 50 years and 6 in a row yeah read the script and I'll be talking off script okay, fair I, enough. I can't give what you a straight you answer <laughs> well, you, you never gave me a straight answer <laughs> well I'll give you one now read the script it's not before your time you were supposed to reply to me and say to me no time flies you're all over the fucking place no you were supposed to say right I did do that Right. I already said that to you. Now time flies. I right. can't say it twice. <laughs> oh, cowards are doing it. You're very awkward, you know that. <laughs> and I made you, I made you, do you know that? You didn't it make certainly me. does. You didn't make me ready. I made you weave. Who's next? He's very slow. He was always slow. <laughs> he was like lightning in the six yard box. He was always slow. He had no pace. Oh, no pace, no early pace whatsoever. <laughs> I'll see how quick I react now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Time flies, doesn't it? What time is it? About two o'clock. Fifty years ago. No, it's not. <laughs> Are you going back in time? I can't remember. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> well, that's the first line of it. Don't worry. I've got a bed for you, sorted out. Don't you worry about that. I was not beside you. I'm only going to sleep for <laughs> enough to wear. It will be. You're not getting away from me now. I can tell you. Huh? No matter what you say, you're you're in trouble. Time flies, doesn't it? You're all over the I have to do yours and mine. What time is it? Two o'clock, I suppose. What time do you think it was? Fifty years since we were in the last cup final. Can you believe it's so long? Can I believe what's so long? I can't believe it's that long either. If you saw it, you'd be like, how long it was. Yeah, Car Gary and Carl are here. They said to be another few minutes before. Who are these lads? Oh, I don't never even heard. Never heard. No, no. There, there. could be a couple of uh, uh, messers. Could be a couple of jokers. Do you want you just to, wouldn't know. Do you want you to get Twiggy here again? <laughs> Jeez, that was fifty years ago as well. Really? <laughs> <laughs> How did they know that? Your oh. reputation procedure. Oh, must buddy. be, must be. So look at the kid. <laughs> no, no, Sinner was here, but he never said it was this bad. He's oh. an Englishman. He yeah, wouldn't know. Yeah, well. He wouldn't know, no. But he he was being very kind when he said that about the two lads. Did he say it to you as well? I don't know, Pat. No, no. Check it out. We'll have a peek at it. Hey, we'll have a little. I beg your pardon. What's script? Is that your script there? What script? <laughs> I don't know Mick should we should we have a look or not ok let's see here mm. what sort of kip is this mm. what sort of carry on is it huh hmm? will you fake off oh no 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 we wait no for the two lads no no to be to be mannerly and polite and kind to them you know they put in an awful lot of work but you wouldn't think they put in the work they put in but they have put in an awful lot of work responsible an off license Oh, well, Let's chance? give it a chance. Well, it must have been. It must have been on the drink. What do you, you want think? to know who's the best Avenger? The best Avenger that I ever played with was Liam Toohey. What kind of fucking question is that, Paddy? No, the, oh, no, you give me the answer. I didn't ask the question. I said the best Avenger I ever played with was Liam Toohey. Well, what do you Avenger? Because if, if anybody, if anybody did him down the country, he made sure the following year he got them back. Them oh yeah, 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 he get them straight away. Sort of, the best Avenger. Was he sort of a spider man? Like he had, he got the claws out. And he got the claws out yeah. and, and, and and dug them in, and when Toohey or dug the claws into you, forget about it. He had no chance, no chance. Broke. Okay. 
the Hulk would smash him over. He wouldn't smash Mulligan over. No, you definitely would not. He's, 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 he wouldn't smash he's, a, he's, he's a mindless brute. And, 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 one, and a one-trick pony, and that's it. The clue is the name Paddy. It's incredible. A few words are hardly going to go astray, is it? No, I make the question wasn't who's who's stronger. Spider-Man is quick and smart, but he's a team player. What's that supposed to mean? Not an awful lot. You know, you mention it? Nothing, if you like. I just well, said, they have one about lot. the bleeding cuff one in '69. Stop talking about the Avenger and yeah. Spaceman and the yeah, who else, Spiderman and who else you want to talk about? Yeah. Now, where was you, it? you weren't here in '69, were you? I beg your pardon. Were you here in '69? <laughs> I know. I, I, I know here, if I'm here in 2019, <laughs> I was here in '69. I can tell you. I know that. When we got beaten three two by Glen Torridon, leading two nothing. That was a vintage year for you. That was a vintage year, yeah. But who better than Glen Torridon? Glen Torridon beat us in the Blacksnet. It wasn't. You don't know how to read for a start, <laughs> so it's fine. So Gary and Carl, Gary and Carl have just arrived in now. It took them long enough, didn't it? Honour to be here. We've heard great things. Let's hope they're all through. Whose phone was that ringing? That's your phone. Because <laughs> you don't know, you don't know how to silence your phone. I just moved me, Carrie. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Probably take an hour, would it? Hello. Let him recover. Hello. Okay. Fuck. Right. Uh, Okay, Ken, thanks very much. Autobiography or what? Turn that fucking thing off. For fuck's sake. Sorry, did we get it? No, that's it. Power on. Go ahead. I'm starting again. Or silence. We could be here for fucking Christmas about you carrying on. No, the script is gone. The two lads are in. The two lads just arrived in. Hold on to me. Another 50 years. We'll get out of it. The 100 centimetre. That'll be all right. That'll do. Yeah, so brilliant stuff. Um I fucking hilarious. I I was cracking up too, we were cracking up here. And we had been apprehensive about the show beforehand, didn't we? About content. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the two lads. Anyway, thanks. Thanks to them. Hope people enjoy that now. I guess. Yeah. So we're gonna move on now to uh, the Tifties Five side at Roadstone the following Saturday. And uh, I was now it. I've been struggling to get a date for it, and um, I just said, "Fuck it, we'll lock it in with the ninth, and I'll anticipate a cup win, and then we'll have an epic session." And uh, and right, you were. Ah, oh, Tifties won the cup in the end. We ended up. Um, it was Pat Sullivan versus Pat. Flynn in the final we had Keith Fatty taking part Bradzer was very good on the day I have to give him that he scored a couple of cracking goals and he scored uh, in a penalty shootout ironically yeah, yeah and just as the penalty in the quarterfinals it was Academy 1 versus Academy 2 which turned out to be Bradzer, Cronin Pat Deans Aidan Price all the, all the coaches and that against the coaches all against each other 
so I stopped pretty much everything. Everybody just crowded around and watched the penalty shootout. So uh, at one stage, when Barnes had scored, I jumped up. I was going, "Yes, yes!" And then I looked around. I was like, "What are you doing, girl?" Like <laughs> five aside, I was jumping around because Barnes had scored. But a big, yeah. big thanks to everybody who played their part and and just gave a hand. We'd prof down the Excel sheets. We'd just taking scores. We'd Ryan Legrew helping out. We'd everybody who could possibly help out. Tony O'Dowd as well. Foxy. Fox. Would have, would have felt a shy without Foxy. Um, Foxy and Noli are two lads. Noli and our WhatsApp group. Two of them are going to come on Members Corner soon enough. They deserve more than that. But Foxy was absolute gem. A couple of, couple of refs pulled out. Won't say any names. <laughs> Darren Glennon. And, uh, that Leinster Senior League ref was great though. Brilliant, wasn't he? Brendan Coleman. His son's Carl Coleman, the goalkeeper coach for oh, ours. I didn't know so that, that was the connection there. Yeah, good old Jimmy Lawless, good pal of mine. He put me onto him. He was brilliant. He was one of those reps yeah. that talks to you constantly. Yeah. So you'd be running down the wing. You'd be like, go on, go on, go on, go yeah, on, go on. He's very, he's very encouraging. Yeah. And uh, it was a controversial semi-final because of all the, the subs being made. Wow. That and was intense at, at one stage. You needed a ref like him. It, we'd have been fucked. If I, if I, yeah, I handled the Talestine and uh, Sam Bones Aris quarterfinal. And I was just, <laughs> I was watching it like a fan. So I think your man, your man Glenn McCauley had the ball and I was like, go on, go on, go on, go on. And and as he was shooting, I was like, ooh, nice one. And I was like, oh shit, I'm reffing. After you have to blow a whistle here. So it was great crack, really was. And um, Yeah, you mentioned Sam Bones Aris. That was the name of the team. Sam Bones, by the way, he was actually in our end in the, in the cup final. Sam Bones, was he? He was amongst was the tough, fans. Yeah. And uh, so... There was a funny moment where we were trying to organise who would play him off pitch and that referee uh, called him. Yeah. And uh, he's calling out for them and he's like, it's like, Sam Bones arse! Has anyone seen Sam Bones arse? <laughs> and you just hear lads snickering. He's like, they don't get smart. <laughs> yeah. He was brilliant. Top, top fella. And we're going to get him again next year. But, but uh, yeah. just, just, in, just to give some more context on the actual five side itself, Carling came in and decided to sponsor it. So it's something that was worked on and uh, behind the scenes. So they gave us like hundred free points, and uh, it it was it was brilliant. There was loads of grub, loads of food. So that's where all those free points came the, from. All the drinks, the kitty, everything went on the points. We opened up a tab. It was it was brilliant. It was a proper old school rover session. Everybody drinking, everybody getting points, and nobody putting their hand in their pocket. And then onto the abo it was brilliant. It really was. Just know on our team, Jake and Kenny were excellent. Yeah. And uh, Tutty was self-proclaimed captain. Yeah, Tutty, Tutty uh, he did a job, you could say. Yeah. Uh, he, he's only captain when I Kenny was. Kenny Carr off Moctis, and who else? Jake off Crumlin. Jake yeah. uh, off Crumlin, top, good lad. He was only captain when I wasn't on the pitch, <laughs> which, which was the majority of the time. I checked the real book, and you had to play at least four minutes in the group stages to qualify for a winner's battle. So I just about made it. Just about made it, yeah. I was thinking of going full John Terry. Yeah, with the full kit. Why were you in the photo, actually? You didn't even play. Listen, Brazza didn't play any minutes in the final. You know what I mean? Brazza yeah. didn't play one minute in the final, so <laughs> that's how we're all. I think I'll stick to the podcasting, though. Uh, I was a decent player for coming under 10s. <laughs> but I think my career has been in decline ever since. I, oh. didn't, I did make one stunning goal line clearance. But... Fortunately, he was from Paggio. <laughs> You're saying Paggio's A there. teammate. I, I was happy enough. I retired. I, I happily retired because uh, me and Jaden got to play in the same team. 
Jaden scored in one game and then he set me up for a goal, so I was done and dusted. I said, I'm happy with that. We played for it. Anyone can, oh no, it wasn't anyone can get it. No one likes us, we played for it, so <laughs> I was I was happy enough with that. Joey O'Brien thought Johnny Blues was Baltic. Roadstone was freezing. No, I didn't know I didn't notice it that much because I was on the move constantly. I was just constantly going around just making sure shit's going right. But it was very cold. It was extremely cold. I think summer job next year. And just just, just a big shout out to the Wheats and uh, Arla who came to support and watch. But I actually had no idea that the Wheats is actually genuinely blind. Like <laughs> she she could, I don't think she could see at all. Like at one stage she was like, yeah, where? who's over there? I was like, Brad's, Brad's was right there. She's like, where? I was like, he's about eight feet away from me. <laughs> just over there. She's like, I actually can't see without my glasses. I was like, you... He's not that far. <laughs> she was like, no, I'm actually blind. <laughs> I hope she wore him in the co-finals, though. Um, yeah, so great, great day it really was. And uh, I also won the award for referee of the tournament. How, how did you win that? You didn't, you didn't even ref a single game. Oh, I sorry, I, I didn't think that was in the criteria. <laughs> yeah, we had Brazza shooting at Davey. Take that, you can't you? Um, some great photos like fair play to everybody who, who just turned up and played like there's some really really good players there overall I think like the, the highlights were like Pajo and Fatty and Bradzer and Cronin Pat Deans Aiden Price some really good academy players uh, who else was there am I missing out on anybody some really good Lens senior league players Glenn McCauley was there he was playing um, yeah some some top top players so it was really good day out really good day out absolutely banjoed banjoed isn't the word and you say it all season, Garrett, when we called out the underage games. You say points in Rosedone. We literally did have points in Rosedone. We, we, we literally drank our weight in points. I was saying this to Carl Cairns the other day, and I reckon the actual, our actual weight in points. It was outrageous. Plus, it was the one-week anniversary of the Cup, so, I mean, it had to be done. <laughs> Gotta be done. Gotta be done. So, um, we had a spot prize. There's a couple of spot prizes as well, so thanks to everybody who helped us out with that as well. We'd Usher, he won a spot prize. He was delighted, and he says he never wins that and he already won our hearts though with his, his wedding shenanigans but even saying that he won he picked out his own ticket and then he put it back in he goes nah it's not fair that's not fair let someone else win it right so then Jay Thomas from the Ultras is giving me dogs abuse because my sister-in-law won a prize and he's <laughs> saying oh yeah yeah so I turned the bag inside out put all the tickets back in shook 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 gave the Jay and says you pick one he picked out his own ticket <laughs> you can't write this he no. picked out his own ticket. A place went into raptures. It was hilarious. We did get a fair bit of stick in the day because there was a, there was a long wait, especially in our group, between the group stage and the quarters. Yeah, do you but know like, what? That's that's. Let me touch on that as well because that really annoyed me. We had two groups with only three teams in it. We, like, so some teams were three idle. groups with three teams. Three, in it. Yeah, like people pulling out an hour beforehand. Like that, this shit is that's just bad form, bad fucking form. You know what I mean? It really left us in the lurch. The whole thing nearly got cancelled. Mm. But we 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 lads who's played before, like um, Jaden jumped in. Jaden was with a team like nine year old just to keep to keep it going. But uh, I'll be definitely blacklisting people after that because it just ruins the day for everybody, you know. Because a lot of waiting around, a lot of waiting mm. around. So we end up. I think I think the worst match of all time was Pride of Rings End and the Ultras. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Grudge match. The worst game of football I've ever seen. Um, no junior hoops either as well. They bottled it. They bottled it. They knew. They knew what they yeah. were coming up against. They knew it. Now six four. Now was it six four six three? Not happening this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. We ended up in the Abo lock in. Uh, James Lowe robbed Glennon's jacket. Um, 
it was it was just great, great night. Big shout out to everybody that, that, that turned up on the day once again. So we're going to move on to some other news. On the night days, they beat Bowles 4-1 in Daily Mount Park in the end of McGill final. And that was the day before the FAL Cup final. So a bit of inspiration. So goals from Armstrong, Kelly and two for Nugent. And, uh, two Alex, cups in two days. Two cups, two days. Alex Dunn lifting the corner flag right above his head with yeah. a jersey attached to it. Congrats to Royce and Padjo. So the 15s won the League Cup semi-final 2-0 in Cork this past Saturday. They'll play St. Pat's in the final. Date and venue to be confirmed. So keep an eye on social media and you'll get a date and venue for that soon enough. Uh, Sean Boyd and Graham Cummins confirmed their departure from Rovers on social media. Oki was mutually consented as well. Sam Bone's gone to Derry. Is that actually true? Sam Bone's gone to Derry. Oh, maybe that wasn't confirmed. Yeah, I'm not too sure, but either way, yeah. and Ethan Boyle is on the PFEI transfer list, so he's looking for a move away. Doesn't necessarily mean he's gone. I remember Kev- Kevin Horgan was on that, and then he started the first game of the following season. Yeah, true. Means nothing. Yeah. Just means you're you're kind of keeping your options open. It's good, good to see he's the only one there. We um, so we're trimming the fat. In Lee Grace, he'll go on trial at Hull City for three days, and they're also interested in Jack Bourne. This trial business can fuck off. You want them, pay for them. That's embarrassing, and it's it's embarrassing for him from the perspective where he's had a fantastic season and they offer him a fucking trial. People wonder why we don't get more than, like, you never get Quarter beyond a million, three hundred, like. five hundred thousand. Why is that the record? Why do we never get a million? This is the reason. Players going on trial. It's embarrassing. Until that stops, we'll never get realistic fees. Or sorry, we'll never get fees like to do in. Leagues, Slovakia like, leagues that aren't that much bigger than ours yeah like Slovakia Slovenia all Hungary these players and all this. 2.5 million for, for yeah. one player it's, they're, they're sorted for life then do you oh, think those players are going on trial embarrassing really is as for Lee I mean at this stage he's probably looking at it as his last chance to play in the UK unfortunately so yeah. he sounds like he's the only one that like didn't sign a new contract so he just sort of held out so see what happens. But at least there. we know it's there to be signed. Hopefully he'll be back with us. Mm. Um, two new podcasts, Prof. We have the Absolute Game featuring our own Justin Mason. And uh, has there been any episodes out yet? Well, they did a cup final preview. Definitely going to check that out. With the more the merrier. And then we have a Lenser Senior League podcast, which I listed the first one. It had Andy McNulty on it, uh, former balls. He actually played in goal in the Farnell massacre out there. <laughs> that when Kenny lost his job, and uh, he's bluebell goalie, and they've. Uh, Really good stuff. If you're interested in Leinster Senior League, check it out. It's actually top class. Give you loads of info and they talk about the whole lot. They had a little section on Rovers as well. So, um, yeah, definitely check those out. We Jacko win the PFEI Player of the Year Award and uh, Mandroyu. It's Mandroyu, isn't it? Mandrew. Yeah, it's not pronounced Mandrew. It's Danny Mandroyu. That's mm-hmm. the pronunciation. So I've been told. He won Young Player and Vinnie Pert Manager of the Year. So, uh, the cup went along as well and it was perched on the table for the night even the Rovers table so a uh, bit of showing off remember that stat I said that no player had ever won both at the same time mm. senior and young player of the year so I didn't expect it to happen but great that Jack won brilliant absolutely uh, brilliant and just hook all the negativity to me veins hook it up you love to see it there was a few interviews in the night wasn't there with Jack and uh, Adam Manis too and, uh, See the way Jack looked at that trophy. I hope mm. one day my wife looks at me like that. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, Manus uh, encouragingly said he had a year left at Rovers and he's no plans to retire. Yes, get in there. I didn't hear that one. Mm-hmm. Chuffed with that. Chuffed. Brilliant. And we Jack Bourne as well, starting for Royal in the friendly tonight as well. So that was a 3 1 win. And uh, Jack, 
I saw a couple of people say he wasn't great. I thought Jack was good, didn't lose possession once. I actually, commentators' course, I was talking on a WhatsApp group, I said Jack hasn't lost possession once, and then he went on to lose possession. But he, he opened the play up quite well, and he got stuck in. I wouldn't say it was a bad performance. It was a good performance from Jack. I think a lot of people listening to this will have done the same thing, but I turned it off after he was substituted. I, or I was just I said right now <laughs> looking for the Angelus now <laughs> not even watching this I'm gone see it Jack goes off that was another conversation between the, the referee at the fiber side and Paggio Paggio was like will I make it home for the Angelus <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah great crack um, yeah so that's it Jacko another cap into his name and um, Bazuna receives first call up Ireland under 21 so uh, that ended 1-0 I think Armenia away was that the one? Yeah, it was a one 0 win. Yeah, one 0 win away. Just on the New Zealand game, there was another robbers link on the RT panel. We had Lisa Fallon. Ah, yeah. so what's the link there with robbers? She used to work with Michael O'Neill. Ah, I see. Video, I see. video analysis was that, and then the same again with the the Northern Ireland senior international. Ah, very team. good, very good. Yeah. Now she's with Chelsea's women's team. Ah, she was with Cork as well, was she? That's right. Yeah. So M O N. Last manager to win the league were Rovers. New manager Stoke City and won their game 4-2. So like I said, make hands off the merch. Stay away. Great start. And uh, if you are, might as well throw us a few quid. So Dundalk beat Linfield 6-0 to win the United United Ireland. What, what did the what did the commentator say? United Union Champions Cup. Yeah, no, he, he the commentator said United United Ireland Cup or something like that. He made a <laughs> he made a boo-boo. So yeah, uh, 6-0, that's embarrassing. That's mm-hmm. embarrassing. Like that, that's that's crazy. So uh another members meeting on Monday and Dermot Desmond's investment will go to a vote this Saturday and the sixteenth at the AGM and the cup will be there. Yeah, so the cup will be there as well. You want to get your hands on the famous trophy, head on down. And um yeah, so we're gonna plan a Christmas show for mid December as well. That'll be our next recording and the last one of the year. So we hope to have a live show. Mm-hmm. The and pl- the plan is our last two captains to win the FBI Cup Ronald yeah. Finn and Pat Byrne will be beside us and then we'll have a live audience of fans and, and of course two Stevens if they want to come along yep yeah. so they'll give us their memories of the day some fans will, will chime in with their personal stories from the, from the Cup and then we'll so, all tell Stevens the two Stevens how much we love them mm-hmm. and then they'll tell us they're going to the bathroom and they'll crawl <laughs> out the window <laughs> so just dab all over again basically yeah so get uh, Stephen Bradley stuck in the upstairs window. <laughs> so Do you yeah. know the cup has been going around to the schools. Uh, it's been everywhere. There was a dream of the castle homecoming. You that's had, that's you had, pretty cool. Yeah, you had Pigo, Joey, and Brandon Cabinet. They're all uh, former dreaming the pupils. Dreaming, eh? Yep. Yeah. So Robert Goggins as well. We hope we have his Rovers FAI Cup book out by then. Oh, forgot about this. Yeah. It was ready and waiting in the wings, if, if I do believe. I I read an interview with Robert in the Irish Independent in 2002, which said, Robert Goggins has his cup book ready to go. Wow. He, that's, that was 17 years ago. I can't wait for this. Get it done, Rob. He's just been updating it every year. Get it done, Rob. This is going to happen. Yep. Excellent. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's our... Final, well, not our live show will be the final one, but this is like mm-hmm. I'm just kind of I'm just looking around Prof's uh, like dead body lair, and I'm just wondering, am I going to end up here one of these days, or are we going to continue on a successful podcast? This has improved our sound 
Capaldi. Yeah, it and is. yet you continually insult my lair. Yeah, <laughs> you've a trap door here, Prof. So <laughs> I just, I just don't want to end up down there. But it's, it's been a great season. Finally, like what you said, I think you said to me in the, in the Aviva, like nearly three years of podcasting has come to this moment, and we did it. And I think there hasn't been enough credit given to the podcast for our contribution to winning the FA Cup. Tipty's assist. I think. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, it's been fantastic and it's a good season, great season, and I'm I'm just happy to have silverware at the end of it. And it's it's it just feels worth it now. We'd always do it no matter what, but it just feels worth it now. So keep yeah. an eye out on social media. What a club for our what a club for our next. What a time show. to be alive. Yeah, what a time to be alive. You love to see it. Things you love to see. So it's gonna be a live show coming up soon. We could do something in the off season. You never know. Something small just to keep you. Keep quench our thirst. So that is it for this week. I feel like doing starting levels on predictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're not going from the from the normal format. So that is it for this week, and uh, we hope to see you soon. And keep an eye on our social media. Tell us in the East End, um, Instagram at East End Pod and Royley Parsons on Facebook at East End Pod on Twitter. So uh, that's it, and keep on hoping. See ya.